baby. Ooh, the bubbles. Ooh, Ooh. the citrus. It's like slice mixed with with uh, beer. So, oh god, you uh, hey like guys. Mr. Combo right now. Just <laughs> hey guys, welcome to episode eighty of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Big Tuck, and my fellow host, Mr. Combo Number Five, is getting his feet cleaned by Mr. Cremora's in Cabo. Uh, he decided to go on vacation, and uh, if you follow his personal Instagram, you can find right here at. Bit.com. Uh, so unfortunately, he isn't joining us here today, but all is well in the multiverse because we have our favorite foreign correspondent joining in from the north. We got the one, the only, the beautiful bald man, just like myself, Mr. Bevers, on hey. the show today. Oh, hey there. Hi there. Ho there, friends. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, of course. Oh, oh got, yeah. You got to hit two, us with that one early. Two score boots. Yeah, you want to you wanna take her outside, eh? And uh, let's uh, let's just crack some, some beers and go out for a rip, eh? You the know? best part is you sound exactly like the, the Commander Cookout guys <laughs> with that voice. Dead on. Uh, Mr. Bevers, thank you so much for um, joining and being tortured by the CMD Tower crew, as always. How are you doing today, sir? I, How's your life going? You know, I'm doing really well. Uh, when we recorded this, I was off work that day, so I got a lot of stuff nice. done. Uh, there you go. I've been filming a lot of episodes of my Kraken for a Cause uh, I like lately. It. I still need to get Squee on that at some point. Uh, so. Yeah, I need to do that. I'll tell you, I've been on some type of hiatus. Work has been Do you want to do but... it too? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have packs right over there that I'm just waiting for a rainy day to crack. All right. Well, sweet. We're going to do it. I'm, I'm taking this right here, all of you out there, uh, you know, in, in the collective, in, in the you collective land. You've all heard it. They are now both... Yep. You know, committed. Uh, what is that? Committed. Committed. Yes. Is that the word? I wasn't. Ready. That wasn't the word I was going to use. But okay, we'll go with it. Committed. Pot, devoted. Pot committed. <laughs> uh, whatever you want to insert. Insert term. Yeah, but um, good. Uh, so I thought you'd get kicked out of this. I've had one of the most American weeks. I think in in my recent history. So on Sunday I bought a compound bow. Yep. On Tuesday, I bought a gun. Right. And on Wednesday, I bought an SUV. And you didn't get ID for all three of them, I'm sure. Wow. And, and, all, and, and, all, and all of them, all of them were equally easy to do. Did you? Did you also <laughs> blow anything up in between? I did not. Oh, um, man. But I did uh, have a I did have a chicken sandwich and a steak this week. To so. go on top right. of your Americanism, can you tell us what was built into the SUV that you bought? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, good, yeah. So uh, also because it's not, it's not, uh, it doesn't consume enough. enough gas. It has a throttle control that you can override its presets and be able to open up the throttle even further. Oh dear. <laughs> so uh, it's yeah. pretty, it's a pretty slick. So truck. instead of your car um, starting and going, it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Um, but so what has been, what's, what's been new magic wise with you? Have you, have you, have you built any decks? Have you sorted any collections, found your pot of gold? Oh, what's going on in, in that, in that land, in that, in that area? For me, it's probably like, I actually just finished reorganizing my high end binders that I, that I keep. Ooh. So like, oh, I, I actually I, that went, sounds I, it's like been fun. A, that sounds like it's fun. been a while since I've gone through it and like properly priced things again and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. I actually keep all of my cards in colored binders based on their color, right? So, like, I, you know, I have right, one right, for, right. for Wurg, and then I, I color code them by sleeves. So, anything that's $5 or less is in a red sleeve. Anything that is $5 to $10 in a green sleeve. Anything that's more than 10 I is can guarantee in a blue you, sleeve. If you looked at my card collection, you would have a panic attack. No, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. I'd probably, oh, it's, well, it's so. It's a disaster. 
So I'd probably yeah, be like, why don't you have some of these cards There's some on the floor right over here. I'm, yeah, yeah but that's okay. I mean, like, look, if I, you can see them on my desk. I mean, I mean, yeah. you can see they're, they're those, piled up maybe right Maybe those there. boxes of stuff right. behind you, behind the green screen. There you are. Yeah, there's just some on the floor there. It's perfect. But... But good. Well, I'm, we're, we're glad to have you here. Um, and also, thanks everyone for turning in the episode. As, Anno, as always, with the Manolith commentary from the Rich Chaos Record Studio right here in beautiful Kansas City, Kansas, we have Squee McGee. What's up? It's Squeegee McGee. Um, pretty excited to be here today. I actually get to make some picks, some cuts. Yeah. Uh, be filling in for, for Mr. Combo's big shoes. So just know it's all going to be jank and there won't be no combos if, if ever possible. I think you and Mr. Combo have the same size shoe, don't you? I think we all do, almost. I, Which is so kind of funny, I, because I weigh like 100 pounds less than both of you. And I, I'm shorter so, than both of you. But I have freakishly large hands and freakishly large feet for some reason. I don't know if it's like in my old age or what, but my feet have gotten bigger in the last like year and a half. It's either, so it's, it's either that my feet have gotten bigger, they have drastically reduced the size of normal size shoes I get, or, <laughs> which is a conspiracy that I'm willing to investigate, um, uh, or I have, like, the worst case of gout that anyone has ever had, and I can still, like, walk around normally right, so like, like your, your feet are just swelling so much that you don't even notice <laughs> that they're swollen? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my that, God. That, that, that just tells me, Tuck, you are, as I always assumed, impervious to pain. Yeah, it's you know there it is. I, I thought about it. I've gotten uh, I've gotten several cavities replaced without any sort of anesthesia. You bought an anesthesia. SUV, you know, I like didn't cause any pain. Better. Yeah, exactly. I got I got I've had uh, glasses broken over my head when I was a bouncer. Um, so yeah, so I've I've lived a I've lived a I've lived a sporting life. <laughs> a colorful life but, is what uh, I would call it. But yes, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but if you also want to know ways to support. CMD Tower and my future medical bills uh, and all the other ways, all the other content that we put out there, head over to our sponsor, level1gameshop.com right here in Kansas City, Missouri. They sell magic accessories like the sweet uh, exclusive CMD Tower playmat and Matt Hunter pack sleeves. They also sell um, magic singles, all sorts of board games, everything there. If you're if you're kind of new to board games and you need someone to kind of select them and show you around and kind of find one for you, they're really, really helpful with that. Um, they have a sweet TCG player store with over 99% accuracy rating and super competitive prices. Um, the last I saw, I think they had the cheapest shadow spheres in the Kansas City metro area. So if you're looking to pick Hashtag those up, which you should. Yes. Just leave it alone. Um, so head over there. They're, they're, they've been a great partner and continue to be so. Um, another way to support the show is to head over to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have over we have four different pledge levels, and the rewards vary from just getting access to the sweet Discord, which has been en fuego recently. Mr. Bevers has posted in it. He's had a few colorful jabs there. Um, always feels good when you get called out on that. Um, or you can get your own set of CMD Tower playmat sleeves and accessories. Um, also, if you want to, you can head over over to our web store cmdtower.com slash merch if you don't want to if you can't afford or don't want to contribute to the patreon you can go ahead and pick up things there if you just want individual items um the free way to help us out which we always appreciate is to share the content you're listening to rate us subscribe tell your friends every little bit of interaction from the collective helps um even if it is that uh big talk sucks um in which case you can go ahead and suck it yourself uh, a couple more <laughs> shout outs here so we have a big shout out to 
to our video producer, T Coates. Um, he's been doing a great job in getting those YouTube videos up, so check them out there. Also, the music provided in this episode is still provided by the band Pink Royal. R.I.P. question mark? I don't know. Look, I recorded some songs of theirs that still yeah. haven't come out. They don't play anymore, but there is unheard material. We'll just throw that out. Yeah, the it's like um, it's like the Lost album from Nirvana. Uh, that kind of that kind of level there. And, and of course, stay tuned till the end of the show to get details on how you can win the new giveaway from Level One. So, Bruise and Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32, we've moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us. Each month will be a new theme, and we correlate how those decks are constructed to similar how a, bre- a beer is brewed. We broke it down into four categories. The first is ramp and setting your board state, and we correlate that to a grain bill. Grains are the foundations of a beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp in your bigger threads. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. We then talk about how your board interacts with the rest of the board and the opponents, and we correlate that to a hop. A hop is the gray, or is the herb that gives the beer its patented bitterness okay. and herbal floral flavors. Herb. Uh, Um, They grow in a variety of strands, smoke up, and uh, help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do ultimately what it wants. Then we talk about how the deck actually closes out the game, which this which this deck pretty much does straight out of the gates with the commander, and we correlate that to yeast. And yeast are living, living, breathing microorganisms. They eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. That's the alcohol content and carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of actually winning the game. Then we have shenanigans, pet cards, strategies. Um, Mr. Bevers made took some very, very large liberties with this section, um, but we love oh, yeah. them all the same. I have, I have some words on on this section. Yeah, here today. Uh, and we call, we, we call that the uh, we call that the spice package. And not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It can be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then finally, we cap off the episode with, you guessed it, redundancy, the ball capping. And that's where me, Squee McGee, and Mr. Bevers go through and uh, find sir, three that cards. Is, uh, Squee McGee, Mr. Bevers, and I. Uh, this is this is probably me. Sure. You did, I should just say did. I should just say Big Tuck, um, or the Tuck Master, or uh, the Sucka King, or uh, the Slimy One, or perhaps the Blast Bastard. Can you please Bastard. change your Twitter to the Sucket King? I want to see where that goes. I feel like that's an immediate ban. But anyways, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cap off this episode with the bottle capping, where we talk about cuts where they're under five dollars, under fifty dollars, and our personal recommendation. As always, there's no mana only lands. So. This is a momentous occasion, ladies and germs, cats and kittens, lords and ladies. Let's do it! We are starting a new theme this month, and Mr. Yes. Bevers is starting yes. off with us. All right, I love it. I have no I'm idea good. what I'm doing. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't agree. I think you know what you're doing. I actually completely forgot this is a new month until right this minute, so it's exciting. <laughs> so we have moved away from uh, cards that really, and decks that really rely on the commanders to... Decks that really rely on their commanders, but in a different way. So this month, we, we are digging we are, we are digging right into Voltron commanders. Uh, yeah. 
right. It sounds like we're just doing a two month segment. I love it. Yeah. Um, and that, that well may be. Um, for, and, and peeling behind the curtains here, Mr. me and Mr. Combo sat down, had a couple of drinks, oh. maybe a couple of Jimmy Pops off the hookah, and uh, tried, to, tried to think through these themes. And, uh, you know, not all of them are going to be slam dunks. However, this one sure is. So for those who don't know, Voltron decks are generally ones that win in the red zone with their commander. Um, they deal a lot with commander damage, extra combats, that sort of thing. They're usually kind of fast, aggressive, and um, just kind of play a little different than than a lot of decks now. I think there's, I think Voltron's really kind of had their day in the sun a few years ago, um, and I think they're slowly, by, slowly kind of being sorted out. But there's still a few left, and boy, are we graced with one. We have a deck here that is probably one of the originals and still one of the greats by Mr. Bevers. Um, he really, he, listen, Mr. Bevers is a meticulous man, knows the game inside and out. And I just got to say that he really put a lot of effort into this deck title. Because today we are talking about the deck, Ural. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That, that uh, may or may not stand for just the first word in the card. It is, in fact, it could. It's just Ural. So, um, Mr. <laughs> Bevers, why don't you talk? Why don't we read through the commander? It is, of course, Ural the Mistalker. That's right. Um, why don't you read through his, his uh, converted mana cost, his abilities? Maybe have a goofy voice for his uh, flavor text. Oh, and see how that, that goes. Stuff. Yeah, sure. So, uh, Ural the Mistalker. Two generic, a red, green, white for Ooh, its I like cost. Generic. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, it says Ur- Earl, the Mist Walker, can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control. And Earl gets plus two, plus two for each aura attached to it. It strides through the white. Cl- what is that? White cover? White cover. White I cover. I mean, I it's very hard to read. Mists <laughs> in which even gargantuans can hide. Ooh. Yes. And- I just came up with a name for this deck. Because it sounds like Earl, and there's a TV show, we need to name it. My name is Earl. My name is Earl. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, cool. here, here, I'll edit it right now. <laughs> Thank you. So it is. My name is Earl. Love it. Um, so yes, and for those who are playing the home game, it has been errated to hexproof. So if there if there are abilities and spells that say remove hexproof from creatures your opponents controls, those do work. I got in a screaming argument with John Coltrane Colhane <laughs> at my former place of employment uh, at Octavert. Uh, I've, I've never drank known you to shout. Yeah, never. well, I know That's it's hard. Definitely. It's hard to believe, right? Uh, so, so, Mr. Bevers, how did this deck come into existence? How? What's give us like the little history, the the, the ten thousand view, foot view of this deck? So, I mean, like, okay, so you you know this as much as I do, yes. probably at this point. But I actually uh, got this deck from uh, someone who I bought a collection from. Uh, so that's how it came into my possession, okay. um, and I have unedited it. This is exactly how it this arrived is, in. Yeah. So you could call this a precon. Uh, it is, yeah. To me, it's a precon. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So this came uh, from one of uh, actually an old YouTuber who I don't believe does YouTube anymore. Uh, a oh, stubborn oh. salmon. He was an uh, MTG unpack or a pack Fant- cracker. Fantastic name. Um, and uh, he he and I got into a lot of box battles together back in the day, and then he got out of the game and sold his collection to me. So I purchased nice. it from him, and that's sort of where it came from. Uh, so I've only played it like three times myself, 
Um, and I haven't tried to tune it up or anything like that. But when you asked me to come on this segment and asked if I had a Voltron commander, I was like, well, I technically do. You're right. I do have one. Um, and uh, ha- have I done anything to fix it up or change it in any way? No, of course not. Did I know what everything was that was in the deck? No, not at the time. And then when I re- when I put it all into tapped out and was reading it all, I was like, huh, there's some stuff in here that I would change. But I, I am not a fan. Uh, yeah. Um, so what is your what if you've played it a few times, right? How do you kind of feel about it? How's it played for you? It is slow is it okay yeah so um yeah. the thing that like what you mentioned is like a lot of ultron decks will come out real fast and real swingy right. um this deck definitely lacking some grains to get it going mm-hmm. um yeah. so it definitely needs a little bit you more. don't really have 14 correct yeah so that's what i'm saying is like it definitely needs a little bit more like love in that section and i mean like you're saying i have 14 but like a few of those things in in that section are probably maybe not what you would call a grain um mm-hmm. and i only stuck in there because it just sort of is more of like an even it out kind of thing like it evens out the deck sure. a little bit um but right. it doesn't necessarily ramp you right if that's what we're looking at right right um, right, right so if we're looking through this um the curve which is interesting because i think to your point with having a five a five drop commander can be hard the curve is like 2.9 which i feel is pretty good yeah. um for, yeah. for kind of tuning this up the price of the deck about 220 to 275 so right in that kind of budget range um it seems like you know it, it seems kind of on the on the nose there the only thing i have out the gates is it seems to me that the mana might need to be moved around a little bit yeah, because the, it seems like you're lacking look, a little white to add up here we got a lot of white costs and a, a lot of red mana going on but that makes sense if like i feel and also looking through this to your point i kind of feel that there is if this was a deck that was built in 2016 2017 2018 it probably would would have been a beast right mm-hmm. it's it sure. reads kind of like a battle cruiser sort yeah, of that's exactly deck. It. I yeah I played against a fair amount of these and some of them come out screaming some of them come out a little slower and this one you know obviously reads that but I'm looking through it and I um I kind of thought I thought that I would be able to find a fair amount of cards that would be easy conclusions to it but it actually does have a lot of the kind of um euro mm-hmm. standards and staples if you will. right of course I- yeah I do I do have a point as well so I'm looking on tapped out right now and this is listed as 92% casual. Um, I think it's better than that. Um, that being yeah. said, I'm, I'm going to go hashtag GameStop here because there is a vote button that you can do on tapped out. So collective, oh. pip this thing up. Go and hit yeah. hit more competitive every single time. We're going to get this thing to like 90% competitive just off voting alone. It's going to be great. We're going to slide the market. Everybody's going to be confused. Nobody's no, going to know what's going on. Uh, and then we're moving on to Architect next, which sucks. So uh, let's do that. So I now, you know, it's exciting that you got this deck and they get to play it. But, you know, now that maybe we go through it, we can talk a little bit about the aspects of it and where where they might be some single points of failure. So um, we're going to start out with the grain. So I'll start this off mm. and a card. There wasn't a whole lot of ones in here that are really super unique. But there was one that there's two that I thought that were kind of cool and, and are kind of staples. So this card is a centaur that may be carrying a banner. Mm. Yeah. Are we doing this? I guess so. 
Oh, I Is think that we're right? right out of the gate. I think we're yeah. doing this. Right out of the gates. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Carol of the Pantheon. Yeah. First turn, uh, baby. First turn. Hero of the Pantheon is a colorless green. It's a it's a creature centaur shaman. It's a rare. It's a two two. Yeah. And then you got to read the rest of it. All right. Which oh, normally normally I have to get punished for because I don't wear I'm not wearing my glasses. So, so. Uh, enchantment spells cost one less to cast, and whenever you cast an enchantment spell, gain one life. This card is amazing. Yes, oh, it's really really good. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's only so a dollar thirteen. That's yeah. good. But also there's like uh there's some I guess there's this there's the distinction of bearing the god's banner is nothing compared to the glory of being closer to Nyx. Mm. Very good. Very good. Very regal. Uh yes, so I I completely agree with you as well. I think I think that in a lot of builds, people say that the encamp the cast enchantment spell isn't significant, the the gaining life. But in a lot of Euro builds that I've seen, you're casting a lot of one drops, a lot of two drops, mm-hmm. a lot of art, a lot of um, enchantments, a lot of uh, um, wild growths, yeah. uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I think that does start stacking up over time because in this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when I've seen this played, people kind of play this deck once and then people kind of figure it out and start chipping in early to get their life totals down. Mm-hmm. So Harold, Harold being a good blocker on curve for two, making everything else in the deck cost one less and gives you that incremental life gain seems to be pretty solid for a card in the two slot. Yeah, I for like sure. that they gave you two yeah. abilities for it too. Because mm-hmm. say it was just the enchantments cost one less or just so you cast an enchantment, you gain one life. Fine card overall, yep. but now that they put both of those onto a creature too that is not expensive to play, so kind of like you talked about earlier, you know, this deck can tend to be a little bit slow out the gates. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to bog you down. Two mana, get this onto the board, and then you're ramping straight off of that. I mean, yeah, if you is, can this play is 100% this, 100% value. Yeah, if you can play this on turn two in any game, you're mm-hmm. you're laughing at that point, right? Oh, because yeah, you see this in your opening hand and you go, <laughs> yeah, keeping that yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. Unless you have all mountains in your hand, and then maybe not. Well, you know. <laughs> that doesn't quite get you there. <laughs> all right. Well, again, pretty straightforward. Uh, Mr. Squee, Mr. Big Squee. Yeah, it's Mr. Big Squee. What is your first pick? Um, all right. So I wanted to talk about a card. It's a it's an elf. You know, that's how I do. Sure. Uh, of course. It's a creature, and it's criminally underpriced compared to its counterpart. So I'm talking Druid of the Anima. Oh, I thought I thought you'd get sucked into this. I thought you'd get sucked into this. This card's under a dollar. It's two colorless, or sorry, colorless and a green creature elf druid. It's a common and it taps for a green, a red, and a white. Is the card so, blank after that, or is there is there uh, more? There, there I can't, is some I flavor have, text that glasses, is horrifically so. confusing. Um, although the anima herself remains at the Sacalum, her druid Ronaya. <laughs> Collecting mana bonds with every location in the world. They put too many commas in that sentence. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Naya, Naya, not gonna like that flavor text. Yeah, that flavor text wow. can get wow. the wow. out of here. Yeah, that, that was, that's <laughs> that's wow. what we in the industry call a sweaty wow. bit, Mister Bevers. All right, so what I was getting at though, this card taps for three different colors of mana as an elf. It's one more mana other than Noble Hierarch, but it's twelve dollars cheaper than that card. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. This is a great ramp card. If you're playing those three colors, this thing should be worth way more money than that. The only reason I think Noble Hierarch is more expensive because it has blue in it, and because it's it's a one drop. 
It's a one it's drop. It's a one yeah. drop, sure, but you know, and so, it has exalted, right? Doesn't it have exalted on? Yeah. Oh yeah, exalted. Don't forget that. Exalted's you know, cool. You're gonna totally swing with that. That one. Right. One. Yeah. That that is a dwarf. wasted ability on Noble Hierarch. But in, um, but in I a, think it's in only the color. Yeah, Noble Hierarch's a zero one to boot, so it can't do anything. You're not swinging with it. Good luck. Enjoy. Um. I think this card's great. I think it's criminally undervalued at what eighty cents, seventy. No, it might be in the twenty-six cents range. Yeah, it's just twenty-five. Yeah, I think, I think, I think wow. it's a uh, it's a gumball, as some people call it. Mm, yes. Yeah. If, if 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 you're running a deck in these colors, slam dunk, absolutely grab it. Ignore the flavor text. Flavor text sucks. Maybe that's why it's not worth any money. Because people think it's lame. <laughs> people, people, that's bad. the only reason why. <laughs> it's too much. Nice. Well, yeah, uh, agreed there. Uh, Mr. Rivers, any comments on the Druid? Um, I think it's fine. It's a fine card. Like, it's, I don't think it's going to make or break the deck. Um, no. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily um, do as much as the Herald does, obviously. Right. But mm-hmm. um, let's say you it's draw still, this in your opening good. hand, you're going to feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah you exactly. You got a couple of lands, yeah. you play this, and then you can tap for any color you need. Yep. You can mana fix yourself with this card. It's a ramp spell at the same time, you know. Correct. It's essentially yep. a, a two mana creature ramp. Well, yeah, it's just a, it's a solid grain for the deck, right? That's yeah. Yeah. for yeah. sure. Exactly. Right? Like it's exactly. It's definitely not a specialty one. Um no. and of course it's an elf, so uh Mr. Squee had to talk about it. Okay, perfect. So moving right along. Mr. Big Squee, um, sir. Mr. Big Squee. <laughs> I am gonna go to not an elf, but a dwarf that is, I think, one of the best white cards ever printed. Um, obviously a slam dunk in this deck and he is just completely, completely strong. So I am talking about our old pal. Are we doing this again? Oh, okay. Um, I'm talking about Saram senior edificer. So uh, colorless and a white two, two legendary creature dwarf advisor. It is a rare, Originally from Kaladesh, I think it got reprinted in Commander Legends. It's a 2-2. Whenever you cast an aura, equipment, or vehicle spell, draw a card. As this conflict grows, it's harder to prevent the city from breaking down. How much longer can we keep this machinery balanced? So, uh, yeah, this card is just an all-star. It's probably... I kind of am in the boat that it's one of the best white ramp spells that have ever been printed. Most decks that you put it in are going to be playing ours and equipments. Um, he makes a good mono white commander. Uh, it's this, <laughs> he's just completely bonkers, out of control. Um, the equipment sub theme in this deck doesn't do as much, but no. again, if you're playing, if you're playing this as you should be, in my opinion, you're playing a lot of low cost auras. Whether it's the enchant lands, the one drops that go onto your old, those sort of things, yep. and those are all really worth their money. Him being a two drop, I think he's one. Of, I also think that he's one of those. Um, cards that's really good but your opponents aren't likely to waste a spell on it i i agree with you there and i actually have a question now that i'm looking at this card because its effects are really really good and i mm-hmm. we talked about this on the news a couple weeks ago where i thought that white was a great add-in color to a lot of different powerful combinations because there's so many cards enchantments auras creatures that are super impactful but if you're playing mono white they they can't help you um do you both think this card would be more expensive if it was an enchantment instead of a creature? A two-drop enchantment. 
For two? Oh, yeah. If this was a two-drop enchantment instead of a creature yeah. that does right. the exact same effect, it would be I way more expensive. I think this card would be 20 bucks. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Because, because yeah, enchantments are be much harder to deal with, right? So, right. yeah. Yeah, the, and the also, effects on this card are mind-boggling. It's wonderful. How card. many yeah. enchantments do we have in Magic that are legendary enchantments these days? There's, there's not, not a lot. A there, there's I some, mean, there's like but there's not a lot. Leas and, and, and those type of like cards. But those are artifacts, artifact right? They're legendary yeah. artifact enchantments, so I guess they mm -hmm. technically count, well, but they're the, not straight enchantments. The, the sagas all count as well, right? Correct, correct. The well, sagas, yes, sagas for sure. Suck. Yeah, but I don't think there's that many that are just straight up legendary that's enchantments. That's like you'd have to probably make this a legendary enchantment, is what I'm getting at, because otherwise yeah. you'd have four in play or whatever nonsense in right, yeah, right, form right, yeah, comes yeah, out, yeah, and that's just absurd. Uh, I think the biggest ones that we're missing are the Hondans. <laughs> oh yeah, the shrines. Yeah, the shrines are all legendary. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, Cool. Well, yeah, but like I said, SRAM, not a whole lot that needs to be talked about there. Just a, just a complete powerhouse in the second other ones. So I was um, I was very curious about putting this in the grain section because, you know, it, it does give you card draw, right? Which yep. is which yeah, is, yeah. in my opinion, stabilization, which is what your grains are looking yep. for. Right. But I but I also was thinking like, well, it doesn't really help you necessarily with your ramping, but it does in the aspect of drawing no, cards. I, I guess it, does, it gets you though. there. I but like it does. Yeah. I think, and especially in especially in Naya, you're. Yeah. I think when I've seen people play Yurl, they like. When I've seen even ones that are tuned, they're like, "Okay, awesome! Like ramp, 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 commander, enchantment, enchantment, enchantments, yep. swords of plowshares. I have two cards in hand. One is a land. One is an artifact. Yeah. No, I think you nailed it on this card because no. yeah, you're drawing cards. You're drawing more enchantments, and I could easily see this deck if you're not drawing cards. Where you don't have anything left to play. So you played a couple of one drop, two drop enchantments, you got your creature onto the board, you're gonna stall out after that. Yep. And you need to ramp and you need to keep drawing cards to keep playing gas to keep going. So you know, I, I, I do see this. I think you put it in the right spot. Agreed. Okay, good. All right, Mr. Big Squee, your second green card. All right, now let's talk about a green card that I don't think you put in the right spot. All right. I'm, I'm talking ready. about I'm talking about an enchantment. It's white. Cost five. It's no mm, come. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's fear of safety. So <laughs> uh, I can't understand why this is a hops to me a hundred percent. But um, so it, it reads: creatures can't attack you or a planeswalker you control unless their controller pays X for each of those creatures, where X is the number of enchantments you control. I think this is a board interaction card. I Wait, Mister Mister Squee, there is there. I don't have my glasses on. Is there more on that card? Is there something uh, else? Th there could be. There there could be something else on that card that that would be involved as flavor text. Okay, uh, I just couldn't. The rectos believe all are eager. Join their revels, even when told otherwise. That's still lame. Like. All my flavor tech sucks today. Sorry, y'all. I just like I like it because of like directos. Continue, please. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think this is a hops card. That being said, that being said, I will give you a slight slight pass here because this will buy you time to build up your board state. So while it is interacting with other people's boards, it is kind of in your grain section where you need it to to put your auras, your enchantments, get your commander out and build that up. That all of that aside, I think this card is phenomenal. It's a little mm -hmm. bit more expensive than your ghostly prisons, your propaganda effects, but it is way worse. Way worse than both of those in a deck like this. Because you're mm -hmm. paying for each goddamn creature, I would assume, with this deck, between three and six mana per. You know? Yeah. yeah. 
and it, at yeah, eight it's game, longer. six yeah, to this, eight mana per like it, it could be ugly so i mean like for me every time i've played this deck or played a deck that runs sphere of safety it's always a destroy on site as soon as you see yeah. the sphere hit the table you have to get rid of it if you don't that person will not be being attacked at all ever for the rest right. of the yeah, game you're just sitting like, there it's not gonna a happen great time. yeah Oh, and, and so yeah, the reason so, I put oh. it in the grains, like like you said, is more so because every time I've played it with this deck, uh, it's been more so to just essentially stop people from chipping away at my life total, like mm-hmm, Tuck right. said people do, because right. they do. They see Earl and they go, mm, I'm just going to keep poking you for two every turn. Three, yeah, three, four, three, here three, we go. Three, Some yeah. little, just little pokes and then of you're damage. 15 and, yeah. And, yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm going to die momentarily here before I can even get right. my commander online with some Voltron exactly. nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I like this card a lot. It's a it's mm. a slam dunk. It's not super expensive. I think it's a wonderful card. I, yeah, the five's a little bit. I wouldn't say overcosted, but it, I think it's well costed. Yeah. I think it's well costed. Like you you need to get this out probably mid to late game. If you got this on turn one or two, then everybody can just go home. Well, and the real important thing is it protects the one planeswalker that you have in the stack. So that clause on this is really important. Uh, all right, Mr. Bevs, take us home here. What's your last green card? So mine uh, is just one that I like in general that I put in here. Um, it's an artifact, um, of course. Um, and uh, it has sort of like a... Uh, it sheds light on the deck, let's put it that way. Sure. Um, <laughs> and that is, of course, the Chromatic Lantern. Ah, um, yes, of course. Because yeah. this just fixes your mana and gives you another land or another mana source and it only costs three to play so like this is just a solid like ramp slash mana fix on turn three if you can play this on turn two sometimes right if you get lucky then like you're just laughing you're laughing because it's just such a good card for evening out the colors and like you said i mean the the deck at the beginning of this you mentioned that there's a little maybe a little heavy on the on the red sources um mm-hmm. this turns those red sources into other colors if you need them right yeah. like so yep. you know it, it at least helps in that sense so that's why i put it there because i just i think it's just such a really good yeah. card i guess i missed the flavor text so you need me to, to read it is that what you're saying here Absol- that's what absolutely. you're getting at yeah. okay yeah. i can see tuck giving me the the head nod and he's like yeah all right, come on man what are you doing uh okay so it's, ha- so it's a three, it's a three the mana artifact that says chromatic lantern and it's lands you control have tapped to add one mana of any color and then it itself taps to add one mana of any color color and it says by guild's tradition any puddle of multicolored light on the cobblestones can serve as neutral ground beautiful that's decent uh, and text. decent we're also we're also really big on um a bit here where uh we talk about how this card is just a better mana lift uh, uh i do have something to say about that because chuck the slice did errad this card Send it to me, and I have to unfortunately let you know that Chromantic Lantern is Manolith. <laughs> With the Chuck the Slice errata. Uh, yeah. So, so Mr. Bevers, Chuck the Slice as a, uh, what was that, a Christmas present? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Christmas present sent me a Chromatic Lantern with, in Sharpie, crossed out the Chromatic Lantern, wrote Manolith, crossed out the entire first ability of it and all the flavor text. <laughs> <laughs> and just left it, left it as a three drop yeah. that taps for any color. It was, it was incredible. It was, it was, that, that that is pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, unfortunately for you, as as Chuck the Slice has said, this doesn't turn your lands into any color. It's just a, a mana rock for three. Mm. Uh, turns out to be a manolith, which, if you ask me, pretty phenomenal. 
But I mean, like, you should be happy here because, I mean, there is no uh, Burnished Hard running in this deck, right? So, uh, no, I am over the moon about that. In yeah, fact, see, so then, had you put a Burnished Heart in here, which I know that you didn't build this deck, but had there been one, uh, said creator of this there deck, would have been we, words. we would, let we would let go let into whatever uh, Ron Burgundy called a fisticuffs. We're going we're gonna to have a moment. That's right. Gonna get, we're gonna, it's gonna they're, get they're gonna be they're gonna be on notice. All right, perfect. Uh, well, for, for the collective, I have to get this out. That card f***ing sucks. That's it. Chromatic Lantern? No. Um, Burnish Burnish Heart. Heart. <laughs> oh, got it. Had my like, you... It's over. I've calmed down. I'm back to a normal level. <laughs> I'm gonna open a beer. I'm just gonna sit back, relax, breathe normally. Well, well, don't we well, well, don't take too long because we're gonna go right into the hop section now and talk about cards that interact with the board and your opponents, Mister. Squee, you are on deck, sir. What is your first card in the hop section? All right, so my first hop. Uh, we're talking flicker form. Oof, Love yes. Yeah. Yes. Enchantment aura. That's one of my one choices, by the way. way. Is it? So, Good. Oh, okay, perfect. I didn't even give you a cue. Well, you know what? Right. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I see how it is. I got too is. excited about it. I got too excited see, about it. I, I mean, it's a very good card, so it's fair. Well, how about this? <laughs> I'll read the text itself. You read the outside form of it so you don't have to do the hard work. Uh, go ahead and just just give me the details, the, the basics. The basics? Yeah, just made across uh, where it came all right, from. So, so flicker form? Yeah, yeah. Flicker form, two mana, one one generic and white, enchantment aura, and an enchant creature, and it came from, I guess, like, what is that, a commander deck? Uh, like that. that is it's from like commander 13, 20s. I think. 2014. It's a prosh it, one. It's the second, the second commander sets that, right. that came out. And I think I, it came I, in. My, I don't think it has been reprinted since, has it? Other than in maybe one of the anthologies. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at Commander 2013, I believe. Either way. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, anyway. wonderful card. So uh, it's an enchant creature, and it has for two colors, two white exile enchanted creature, and all auras attached to it at the beginning of the next end step. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. If you do, return the other cards exiled this way to the battlefield under their owner's control attached to that creature. Good gravy. If you ever wanted to dodge Pretty anything strong. that could ever happen to your commander, done deal. This is like I mean, a. People this is can't like a, do anything about it. This is a static Teferi's protection for your commander, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's yeah, so exactly. beautiful in this deck, and I know a lot of Ultron decks run equipments in the Jazz, but in this deck that's running mostly auras, holy shenanigans! Woo! Anybody yeah, turn at instant speed, hold four mana up, and everybody's gonna go. Well, I guess I won't waste my removal spell on that. Yeah. I don't even is. have anything else to say about it. Very, this very card strong. Is so good. It's so good. It is a card I have in my uh, Hazazon Tamar deck that I'm putting together that I'm thinking is going to do work in it, but we'll it's see. only a but dollar, yes. right? Not right. It's a only a dollar. Yeah. I, I think to, yeah. to your favor in this deck, at a dollar, like, yeah, you can't use this in every deck. You know, we'd call it sweaty in a lot of decks, but in this deck, it mm -hmm. is greasy as can yeah. be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it rocks. Well, perfect. Well, I am not sharing with you guys with that. But I am talking about another white enchantment, which I know doesn't narrow down, that is over twice as much as this is, and I'm not sure why, but your old's gonna die a lot. And you wanna have ways to protect him as much as you can, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's a simple yep. aura or a group of them. So why not give him a gift? Mm -hmm. A simple mm -hmm. gift. It's so simple, mm -hmm. but it's a gift. 
of immortality. Oh, love this card. Love two, this card. Two colorless and white for an enchantment or an enchant creature. When an enchant creature dies, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Return gift of immortality to the battlefield. Attach that creature at the beginning of the next end step. So this card to me is effectively, we've talked a lot about on the podcast, about modes and modal cards, right? Mm-hmm. To me, this is a perfect modal card for this deck because it's really going to ask the question of how do I want to burn my resources? Do I want to burn enchantment removal, which is at a premium on this enchantment, thinking that I may not have the next answer for the next horrible thing that you're going to drop down, which they are, again, 30 of in this deck? (laughs) Or do I take the risk and think that this is the worst, right? Is this the time to burn the source of plowshares, or do I want to keep him around until he starts attacking someone else? Um, is, Is he going to be able to have some sort of sack effect? Is he going to be able to run it under somebody? For, for the amount of mana that you're paying into this, you get so much insane value back to it. And now, especially with the, well, I guess, so, okay. Riddle me this, Bevers. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Riddle me this, Bevers. Instead of Batman, that's good. So, when it dies, oh, never mind. Sorry, I was thinking way too complex on this, because I was he like, was if it dies, it goes to the command zone. Tank. I'm a mess. But anyways, yeah, Gift of Immortality, it's $2. This card was $0.30 cents when I got it, so mm-hmm. if you are looking to build a Voltron deck, probably want to pick one of these up, like, now. Yeah. Yep. For uh, sure. Even, I, I use this outside of Voltron. I use this in Reese. Yeah. Uh, hashtag yeah, this, shameless this card's plug. Just, like, this card's a great yeah. enjoyment. Yeah. You know, this is this is Reese's 274th card that I put in there, you know? It's it's it's, it's a rolling <laughs> table, but... Um, in, the, in that deck or any deck where your commander's super centric like we've been talking about for the last month, if you're playing white, slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's so, enchantment removal's hard, and even if they remove this, they have to have a second removal spell to get rid of your commander, or they have to be in cahoots with somebody else on the table to say, I'll get rid of that. If you get rid of the commander after, I get rid of that, because that's all I got. So, Mr. Bevers, if you're playing against someone and they play Gift of Immortality, how would you advise them to deal with it? Um... Scoop. Well, so <laughs> gift gift of immortality doesn't play around exile effects. Correct. So you know your path to exile, your swords of plowshares, things like that. We'll get rid of it without any problem. Sure. Um, if you don't have access to an exile effect, uh, absolutely get rid of the enchantment before anything else. Nice. Yeah. Agreed, now, let's, let's say let's say that you had gift of immortality and then you paid you know a card we recently talked about two colors and two white and then you just kind of bounce it good luck Oops. yeah yeah, yeah good luck <laughs> <laughs> all right well mr bet or i'm sorry this goes back to mr big squee mbs if you will uh what is your second and last hop card all right so there's a card you know i had to talk about it. We've talked about it. It's the best removal spell in the game. By far. It's green. It's an aura. It's a rare. Hasn't been reprinted much, if at all. We're talking Song of the Fucking Dryads. What a card. What a goddamn card. I know you're not playing this on anything that you have on the board, but the two colors and a green for an enchantment aura that turns any permanent. I said, any permanent. Into a f-ing forest. 
Wow. You can't get board wiped. You can't do anything. You just turn it into a land. So unless somebody's running enchantment destruction and or land destruction, which are the two rarest forms of destruction in all of magic, whoo, you just shut somebody's commander down really, really hard. So here's my <laughs> they question. They can't even sack it. They can't even say they had a sack outlet for their creature. They just so have to sit it there and tap it for a green mana. Here's my only question. Is that all that the card says? Uh, no, it's not. And I, I hadn't gotten there yet, but... Uh, Few who encounter the strange, human-like grove leave once the... Why are all these flavor texts that I choose terrible? <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna read that again. I have just... I don't like this at all. Uh, few who encounter the strange, human-like grove that once... Leave once the lilting chorus of the dryads reach their ears? That doesn't even make sense! Whatever. Okay, I, so I will reread it and maybe this will Please. help you. Few Please. who encounter the strange human-like grove leave once the lilting chorus of the dryads reaches their ears. See, the what I'm having trouble with place. is where they put their commas in here. They're all yeah, fucked up. commas in the wrong strange place. Human. The commas right after the strange, and you put a comma right after grove leave once, and then pause, but there is no pause there. You gotta plow through that thing. That is weird. I, yeah, I don't think that comment is put is in the right place, yeah. but Mr. Bevers, have you had the chance to play this card yet? Yeah, oh yes. Yes. Oh, nice. And, not, and like, it, this this card is in multiple of my green decks because of how powerful it is. Oh, this yeah, is a staple of green, if you ask me. Yeah, mm -hmm. 100%, yeah. yeah. I you mean, at, at it, $12, dollars, I hope so, right? I wish yeah. Mr. Combo was here to tell you how many times a Song of the Dryads is Commander. The moment oh, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. I can just I can just hear I can just hear the salt in his voice. Oh yeah, dude. It's oh, yeah. it's it's like the, the Dead Sea kind of salt. It's it's okay. <laughs> everyone's floating. We all float down here, baby. Uh, <laughs> just come and join the come and join the grove. Alright, uh Mr. Bevs, your second and last top card to discuss. Yeah, so this one, of course, for me, uh, it, this is just a mad staple in my opinion in any kind of Voltron deck, um, especially you know when you're dealing with commander multiplayer formats. I'm of course speaking of this white card that is a sorcery, and that is of course Divine Reckoning. Yeah, maybe it's good. This card so good. is just so good in Voltron. It's absurd. Each player chooses a creature they control and then destroys the rest. So. And it has, and flashback. has flashback. Don't forget the flashback part. Yes, exactly. Um, so for four mana, it's basically just a better Wrath of God for you because you don't blow up your own thing. Um, so you most likely only have your commander. And yes, it leaves your opponents with one creature or probably their best creature. But when you're playing Voltron and your creature is probably much bigger and beefier than whatever yeah. they have, it doesn't matter what they keep. It yeah, most yeah. likely doesn't matter what they keep. Um, and the moment they and, get back on their feet, you just do it again. Exactly. At the moment they're like, ah, my board state is back in place. Flashback. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Right. I well, forgot. Yeah. I forgot that card don't had break. flashback. But don't forget <laughs> also, the card has some flavor text, and that is, of course. Thank you. <laughs> survival of the purest. I like it because I, it's look, I need you to put a comma at the end of the sentence and after the of and then read it again. Uh, survival of the purest right there, is that that's how i like it that's how i like the way you read it where it's like it sounds like it <laughs> sounds like it's kind of like a downer it sounds like it's kind of like a downer thing like survival of the purest but it's also like positive right mm. like all those zombies are all those zombies got their heads blown up that's right 
This yeah, it's, it's just it's, such a good card. In I, I don't just, I can't I can't speak of it highly enough in Voltron. Let's be honest. Oh, I absolutely, think, absolutely. I, think, I ran I think, this in my um, Akiri deck just because you know you stack up Akiri, wipe everybody else out, swing over around through it, whatever you need to do. It's forty cents. It's forty yeah. cents. I, I think and I, and I think like it's easy to think this is like Voltron, but I can also see this being in a deck that like its commander matters. Like I don't care what creatures I have on the board, I yep. see my commander. Yep. So I'm yep. gonna take a situation. I'm gonna take an easy board wipe that's not even situational for me either, just so I can have my commander here and keep going as the way I want. And this is the thing, right? Run it instead of Wrath of God. Wrath of God is what like a six or seven dollar card now. If you're mm-hmm. on a budget, this is a budget Wrath of God. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, nice. Well, I I'm a big fan of that. Um, and if you need one, I got one sitting around. But I am actually talking about a card that is a little bit more expensive, but is a common. Um, this is I would wager to guess probably one of the best enchantments in the deck for your boy Ural. So we want to talk about Shield of the Oversoul. Holy cow! So two colorless hey, hybrid spear. Look at that. Yeah, your boys. Um, or, sorry, two, Shadow More, not Shadow Spear. Good lord. Yes, uh, two colorless and Celestia hybrid, which is green or white. It's an enchantment or enchant creature. It's a common. As long as enchanted creature is green, check. It gets plus one, plus one is indestructible. As long as enchanted creature is white, also check. It gets plus one, plus one, and has flying. And it's two dollars and seventeen cents for three mana. You are pumping your old by four. Because he gets his own pump, he becomes flying and indestructible and hexproof. It's unreal for three mana to do it. All like we've talked about this, where most of these, I think there's five of these kind of rigmaroles where it's the two colorless and hybrid. This and um, the Zorius ones are especially yeah. backbreaking. The steel just, of the Godhead or whatever. Yes, yeah, which is which is brutal. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that for three mana and. I think that I, I mean, the reason why they had this card is still $2 is because it hasn't been printed in forever. But just the fact that it, it eliminates all of the issues that you want because Ural doesn't have built in evasion, check. Yep. And Ural doesn't have built in protection outside of hexproof, which is still pretty good. Right. So now he can't be targeted, he can't be blown up, and they have to waste a removal spell that is going to be precious on a enchantment that you have other ones that will do the same thing, just less sweatily. Yep. Or less greasy, I guess. Yeah. Now, now I want right, to bring I, up a point here. I mean, Squee, before I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, please. How question. dare you? Just a quick question for both of you, I guess. And it, you uh, know what, Squee, you go ahead, and then I'll ask my question because my question is nope. to both of you. So, my my question to my own self is very simple. Why isn't this a Reese? Exactly. Why the <laughs> Reese? Because Reese, nice Reese, Reese. Reese doesn't attack great. ever. <laughs> they never attack, attack. But being indestructible, super fucking useful. It sure is. You you've lost your you've lost your damn mind. So this Do you is know my how many question. times I've been minus one minus one on all my creatures and Reese dies too? You know how many Reese times was- that I've been indestructible, board wiped, and Reese dies too, and then I got to play it for the fifth time. This card, right? But, but, Reese, but if you insane. if you lose to, if you lose to a board wipe, that's a minus one minus one and kills all your creatures. Reese isn't going to help you back out of that. I disagree. If Reese is already on the board and I don't have to waste a turn getting him out there with summoning sickness, and then I can start making tokens again with say a token because doubler, will be, you know, uh, like three any this, of the multiple right? token so, doublers I have right. as enchantments that won't get wiped, I can put two to four creatures yeah. out of turn, untap it again, do it again. Yeah. Trust me. Whatever. Here we are. So this leads me to my question for both of you about this card, and that is, 
take a look at it and tell me whether uh-huh. you think those uh, things are in the right color pie. Uh, indestructible, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. Uh, <laughs> and flying on white? Flying? Definitely no. not. Um, Neither of those things are in the right color pie, in my opinion. How <laughs> this card came to exist, I have no idea, but here we are. The white, the Going white back to the see. news from Tuesday, this set may be the best set that was ever created. It's a wonderful place to be. <laughs> it has all these hybrid mana cards. It's beautiful. The white I can see the white, because... The white is close. I'll give you that. There is a lot there of, are a lot of angels correct. and spirits and horses and yep. pegasi. And For white. sure. Yeah, the absolutely. Green Indestructible and green, though? I mean, Predator Ooze, there you go. Well, <laughs> I have one example. One oh, example oh, of a yeah, green a... creature that's indestructible. It's an all-star. I was just talking about with Murph from, jo- from uh, Joplin. Predator Ooze is a great card. I agree with yeah. you. Uh, Actually, it doesn't belong in this deck, That's a question. Maybe should Predator Ooze be in this deck? Maybe. I don't know. No. No. Wait. Why well, not? A backup. Back, so the, de- the deck's a Ural on the face, but it's really just a backup commander of Predator Ooze Voltron. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, all right. Why not? All right. All right. Let's get out of this nightmare that is the hops and move to something that's more manageable and probably doesn't have something that Squee is going to attempt to force into bringing up yeast for the umpteenth time. Oh, guaranteed. We There's all, white cards we, in we here. We all I can understand do that. Maybe Let's get into it. the yeast. How does this deck win the game? Um, it's interesting to note that a lot of the cards in the hops also kind of feed into the yeast. Um, but with that, with the deck as it is, Mr. Bevers, the floor is yours. What is the first yeast card you want to talk about in Ural? My name is Ural. So, I mean, for me, it's it's hard. It's, so, when I first, when you first asked me to do this, there were there were two things that I picked as like the the probably the biggest yeast contributors to this deck. Let me pause. I'm gonna pause you right there. In reality, the first when I asked you to do this, the first the first two things you said were, and I quote, F- you." So that was nice. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. I don't remember I'm saying that. Season. You're 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 way too nice to, to have those sort of things, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So all right. So two, two cards. Two cards. So then my first choice uh, is going to be the essentially the alternate win con of this deck uh, to Ural. Is if you can't go Ultron for whatever reason, say people are just finding too many ways to remove you or whatever, or who knows, maybe they have their own copies of. Uh, ghostly prison and propaganda and nonsense um it's it's a it's an enchantment uh, oh damn it it's an enchantment it costs five okay no it's you're white, free and clear there right and it's sigil of the oh. empty throne okay damn it this card is just broken in this deck because if you can <laughs> yeah. stick it on oh. the table it just makes so many angels yes. all the time i it love is, it it is absurd it. so this is the this is the alternate win con of not being able to go voltron and instead you go wide yeah uh, and what, I, I and what does say, what does sigil of the empty throne do and oh yes yeah, so i've got to read card. it hold on I, I didn't even have it open here hold on oh uh, yeah so there, sigil there, of the empty throne the- is th- three generic white white it is whenever you cast an enchantment spell create a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying and it says when asha left bent 
She ensured that the world would have protection and order in her absence. Yes. 60 cents. This used to be like a $6 what a card. card. Yeah. What a card. Uh, it, so I know you didn't want me to do it, but damn it if I can't tie this one back to Reese. So let's go ahead and try. Oh, <laughs> man. If this isn't the like the the aura now, Squee, I'm just gonna, listen, version of divine visitation, I don't know what to tell. Now, Squee, I'm just going to point out here. Just I'm just going to point this out. This is not, and maybe I can understand how you can get confused. We've done a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. this is my name is Ural, not Reese, whatever your sub name is of it. Deck Tech. I just <laughs> want to make sure we're clear on that. No, no, I'm, I'm well aware of that. Okay, and, cool. Uh, I'm also just well aware of that this is bruising builds and just, not recent builds. And just try, just try, I'm just trying to make sure not not Reese's updates. Um, it's, it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy it's a crazy wild world out there. And, and you know to what? Be, you know and what? To be honest, I'm scared. All right, I, look, I said I'm scared. Look, I just point taken, this point in this, in this, in this, this point is not a celebrity. This will not be card number two hundred and eighty in Reese. However. It pairs very well as the aura version of Divine Visitation. So this card does what Divine Visitation does for my deck and Reese for mm. your deck on auras. You yes, get four right. four white angels and they wreck everything. Yeah. Anytime I've played that card in Reese, and I would assume it's the same in here, anytime you play this card in here, everybody goes, Oh yeah. good lord. Yeah. There's a this lot is of four a, this four, is four a flyers going on here. And this is a, a yeah. remove on site. Or kill on, yeah. on Absolutely. site. Yeah, this, this card's great. This card's great. All right, yeah, nothing, nothing to disagree with there. Believe no. me, this is not the last time we're going to talk about Reese. I promise. MBS, I mean, you know, MBS. What do you got next, sir? Your first East card. I wanted to talk about a little card. It's green. It's an enchantment aura. Costs four. It's a rare. Now, okay, listen to me. Mm-hmm. As discussed on two band practices ago, uh-huh. is this the role that I would potentially play in the gay community? Uh, absolutely. Mm. And here we go. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Uh, we've established big tuck is the green bear in this one um so i'll go ahead <laughs> and read the details and since you're such a stickler for flavor ticks you get to read this one mother uh, bear umbra two colorless two green enchantment aura and it's a uh, rare ten dollars <laughs> ten dollars <laughs> what yeah this was like 20 oh, then it was three existential crisis <laughs> for those ten again? Home game. damn it why <laughs> Ah, totem armor! You son of a bitch! Uh, Barombra is an enchant creature. Enchant creature gets plus two, plus two, and well, really plus four, plus four. We haven't really been talking about that. Um, and then whenever this creature attacks, untap all lands you control, and as totem armor, an enchanted creature would be destroyed. Instead, remove all damage from it and destroy this aura. Holy oh my sweet baby Jesus, Lord. that is all that you could ever ask for. What God an aura. Damn it! Ten dollars again? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it should be more or less? Less! This should be a three dollar card! <laughs> well, don't don't wait a couple of years. It might be twenty. Might be thirty. Oh my gosh. Who knows? If they don't reprint it, it could be a hundred. <laughs> I think it was it wasn't it more than ten dollars at one point. I think oh, it, it was a ton. It was a ton. It was like twenty five. Yeah, this, has so, been, this has been around a while, Ryan. Yeah. Um, all right. So now that I'm done with that, <laughs> now that you've leveled out a bit. Oh my god. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was up to like 15 bucks back when uh, Battle Bond came out. God. Wow. What a card, though. Yeah, okay. Now, for totem armor, when it it gets damaged, you just get rid of the aura, which I'm sure, you know, there's Mm -hmm. ways to deal with that. And as Tuck said, too, like, I mean, it actually gives plus four, plus four, not plus two, plus two, which we haven't really been talking about too much. But yeah, it's so strong. It's so strong. Mm hmm. Man. And I mean, like, as as you've seen throughout, as we've talked about the grains and the hops and so forth, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the deck that deals with casting more enchantments. So if you get to untap your lands, that's more card draw, most right. likely, yeah. more life gain. Like, right. And then if you're talking if you about like, second main phase, baby, if you do, if you do like the Rube Goldberg machine, you have your Saram casting <laughs> enchantments, drawing cards, untapping, having more. You got it. And keeping that, keeping that's that right. chain uh, rolling. Why not? Right. Oh, what a beautiful card. You know, I, I almost want to ask something that may be unprecedented, but I would like to go again for my second card. You want to go second? No, I want to go again, back to back, because I think it works with this card really well. Fire, okay. fire, okay. when ready. I, I'm pretty sure I know what you're about to talk about. And I'm talking yes, about a red enchantment. Cost yeah. three. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Could be a Scum. rare... Maybe it could, you know, I won't say the, the actual term, but it, it could get people escalated or, you know, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There, there's a laws against Make this him angry. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Well, Bevers, uh, is this, is uh, this yours as well? It's not mine. It's not mine. No, but okay. okay. All right. Well, I'm talking about aggravated assault. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't even think about that. You put that. this out. You put bear umber on your guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Who doesn't want so, to just for untap? Play the home game. <laughs> Aggravated Assault. It's two colorless and a red. It's an enchantment. It's a rare. It is three colorless and two red. Untap all creatures you control after this phase. There is an additional combat phase followed by an additional main phase. Please play this over and over and over again. Um, so I have a weird... What do, you, what do you call it, Squee? Your little, like, your spec? Oh, um... Prospecting. Prospecting. Okay, so... There is a magic product that is completely forgotten called Explorers of Ixalan. I have it. It's right over there. You want me to go get it? (laughs) Do you have it on? Is it uh, unopened? It's still sealed. Do you want to ship it to me for free? For free? What? No. All right. Well, anyway, that's what the, Big Tuck does. He's like, "Hey, can I get a bite of that, or can I?" Yeah, like, right. I, just, I want to just, just, just taste. That. I just want to taste. Yeah, just um, a little bit. In that Explorers of Ixalan box, there is both a Time Warp and an Aggravated Assault, along with all the other cards that come with it. And currently on Redacted Internet site mm. that sometimes end in .ca, I think. Don't know where you're going with that one. Doesn't Amazon? Isn't there Amazon.ca? Yes, that is, is it? correct. Yes, but it could be any number of websites that you were talking about. Well, that's that's yeah, why I was just like, there are country <laughs> posts for a lot of websites. Okay, uh, go go on. <laughs> uh, on redacted internet reseller, you can get it for forty eight dollars, which I'm pretty sure between aggravated assault and temporal uh, and time warp itself almost covers very the much cost. worth it. Yes. Yeah. So I gotta go ahead and put that in my cart. Uh, but yes, <laughs> aggravated assault is a banger. Have you oh. in your three games played this deck? Have you been able to do this sort of rigmarole root gold river machine? Never. I want it for you. I want it for you. I haven't even cast aggravated assault. I haven't even cast. Oh, yeah. 
But then oh, again, like I said, I've only played three times, right? So like, yep. you know, it'll take a few more. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. That's a that's a combo that I didn't even see when I was putting this list in here. And it's like the so bear umbra with aggravated so assault. Gross. Just like, hey, bear. let me just untap all of my lands and just keep bear, attacking. Bear, bear oh, umbra is one of my oh. bear umbra is one of my choices of yeast, and I didn't piece that together myself right there you <laughs> go because my well, brain you know doesn't... what mr big squee hitting everybody with a little bit of knowledge there it is i don't always talk in the bruising bills <laughs> but sometimes sometimes i fill in the shoes for mr combo himself yes there it is the shoes they are all right mr bevers okay my Your last piece of pick. yeast right that's what you want here yes sir Ooh, right. of yeast. A little, sense. little yeah a little little tiny nugget of my living self right yeah <laughs> um so this is red as well and mm -hmm. it costs five are we are we doing this is that what's happening oh I, I, it's, a, a it's, a it's a sorcery yeah here we go oh yeah Three, good? all right are two. you ready okay let's do it it's obviously chandra's, chandra's yeah <laughs> This card is so good. Walkers, Holy moly. This card is great in Voltron, especially in the aspect of like Earl getting just bigger the more enchantments yep. you put on him. Oh. So Shadow's uh, Edition is a, a three man or a five mana sorcery, three generic red red that says target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each other creature and each opponent. And Big Tuck, what does the flavor text say? Oh, I don't mind if I do. In the moment before her execution, she realized what it meant to be a pyromancer, to be alive, to be Chandra. Wow. All That's right. Manic. There it Thank is. You. Yeah, I'm like, so voice. this card is a, just... I did a lot of screaming on the golf course, so... Bonkers. This card is so good. Yeah. You, I, have, I have not managed to kill an entire pod with this card yet, but I definitely killed somebody in a pod with this card. <laughs> So the fact that the fact that it does, is, how is this only five dollars? I think this is way better than a this $5 used to be. Card. This used to be a dollar. <laughs> you can run this in anything that has yeah. red and any other stompy, whatever the f counter decks, yeah. like well, one one counters, Voltron, all of it. And the kicker, the kicker, the kicker, especially. And I think what this is where recently I could have, I was playing my Prosh deck, which I don't play that much anymore because it's Prosh and it's, you know, whatever. But um, I could, I had a free tutor and I completely forgot that this was in the deck because I, the, I think the thing that people see when they read this card, they see it's damage to each opponent. So it's like, I'm going to do a one shot. I'm going to try to kill everyone. Right. Right. And then yeah. if I can't do it, then I'm not going to cast it. But the kicker is it's each other creature. So not only are you doing piles of damage to each opponent, most of which mm -hmm. you probably, well, at least one of which you've already attacked or done some chip damage or they were running off so they got board wiped and someone else went into them. You're also board wiping and completely clearing the, the ground to double up on another person, right? So I mean, yep. if your roll is 10, let's say it, right? Or 20 or 12, you hit someone for 10, right? Then you do this rigmarole. They're down uh -huh. twenty that turn. Everyone else is uh -huh. down twenty, and they have no board. Uh -huh. Yep. Mr. Bevers looked like he was going crazy there for a second. Did you figure I, out some sort of you get, secret you get, hack? You, like I don't know. Something just popped into my head, and I was like, "Holy moly! I need to put this in this deck now." Which which one? Brash oh, to put it here. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> that's my pet card, baby. 
That would be the only spice in this thing. Like, oh, could you imagine man. fighting Brash Taunter into your own Earl and then just punching somebody <laughs> for like 30 damage? <laughs> like, Yes. Right? Yes. And then like use Chandra's yes. ignition, yes. your your Earl, and it hits Brash Chandra and it just murders somebody. Yeah, oh, wow. Well, yeah, here we go. Slam here we go. Dunk. Holy moly, Whoa. I'm sorry. That was a I digress. Look, it's okay. Look, let's just talk about this card. I want to say something. The instances of each in the text of this card are egregious. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, fair, it really, it's fair. It, it's fair. It it really tracks, man. But yes, um, all star, so good, so many decks. Uh, but unfortunately, we now have to move on to the spice. Uh, out, out, of the, out of the uh, out of the east, and uh, spices are uh, things that kind of make the deck pop, and they're kind of fun. Now, you claim mm. you have twelve spice cards in here. That's right. Mm -hmm. So after a quick perusal, mm -hmm. yeah, just I, a think, one over. I think you might have maybe four spice cards in the deck. Sure. I'd throw a donut in there. I'd, I'd possibly throw a donut there in there. There is possible, but um, I will kick this one off with one that I do think is truly a spice. Um, I don't think it's going to come back and kick you in the butt very often, um, but it does kind of warp the game a bit, and I don't think that this is something that people are going to let resolve. Uh, it also features one of my favorite legendary creatures, uh, Tisabo Vesh, I think her name is, the spider gal. And we are going to go on a da -da 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 duel in dueling grounds. Colorless, uh, green, white, enchantment. No more than one creature may attack each turn. No more than one creature may block each turn. It's a rare $6. You think you can stop me? Hissed Sabo, I think I can kill you, replied Gerard. Uh, so, again, slam Sounds dunk. Like a this. battle from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, right? like Goku and Frieza. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, a lot, lot of cool stuff in this card, right? But It's like Silent Arbiter on a card. It's an enchantment, hard to remove in these yep. colors. It feeds into all the other enchantment shenanigans they have. I think, for me, the reason why I would put this into a spice, and depending, playgroup dependent, right? Because sometimes especially in our local playgroup the days of creature heavy battle cruiser tokens swinging away at each other for the most part squee and myself uh not included i've kind of gone bygone and now it's like a lot of like uh pull of 40 stacks death and taxes that sort of stuff right so this could also be a very a big boon to those other decks However, if you are playing in a more of aggressive pod, this is something that's probably going to eat removal fairly quick, fairly often. But I think that's why it's kind of beautiful in its simplicity, right? It does what the deck wants. It prevents someone from steamrolling you with monsters and creatures and huge gold-wide board states. And if someone has to remove this using enchantment or like remove permanent removal, which we've all said is at a premium, they now have mm -hmm. such fewer resources to deal with all these other completely busted things we've talked about. And I think that's why this card truly belongs in this spice package, because it deals with all these different areas, has a huge ceiling, has a fairly low floor, all that good stuff. You know, I'd almost go to say that Invasion is like the set of Selesnya. 
There's a lot out of it. And yeah, there is a lot of Selesnia in that set. Of Selesnia yeah. in that deck. Aura Shards, if I recall correctly, is from that. Um, there's a lot mm-hmm. of great stuff in that that set. And a lot of it's even in the uncommon slot that are still worth a lot of money. Yeah. Um, like Aldrabi's yeah. Call, I think, Dude, is from that. great. It's only been printed once. Yeah. Which is a little bit surprising to me, because I would assume it can't be on the reserve list, but... Yeah, I, I, this has got to be hot for a reprint because this card is fantastic. And in colors that, or at least a color pairing, because I can't say the green is, you know, lower on the pie, but in this color pairing, you don't see a lot of effects like this outside mm-hmm. of a couple of cards. Ghostly, that ghostly present, that sort everywhere. of stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, I like this, I, especially in any Voltron deck. This is great. Good, good, good. All right, well, <laughs> Mr. Bevers. You had 12 of them. Now you might only have 11. What are you choosing for that spice? That beautiful, beautiful spice. So, I mean, for me, it's Sage's Reverie. Okay. This card is just absolutely bonkers in this deck. Uh, And it's something that I don't think a lot of people will see coming. Um, So this is when it comes into play, you draw a card for each aura you control that's attached to a creature. Mm -hmm. I think that's the underlying text. Yeah, yeah, you're basically going to draw probably five, maybe more cards at this point is kind of the idea. And then not only that, but Enchanted Creature gets plus one, plus one for each aura you control. That's attached to a creature. (laughs) So if you have put, you know, the one that it's on, that's right. So like if you've put enchantments on other people's creatures to like lock them down or whatever, this just it gets big real fast. Riddle me this. Hmm. Why is this card not a yeast? So, you're, this is where I was kind of like, I didn't know whether it should go in yeast or spice because mm. it could be a win con. You're absolutely right. But that's the same thing as like, I'm almost thinking like maybe aggravated assault should have been a spice and not a yeast because, you know. Well, yeah, right. And to, so to, to your point, okay, now, okay, coming from the other side of it, the uh, defense as opposed to the prosecution. There could be a lot of games where you draw this turn one off the top and you're like, okay, this is going to do something for me. Mm-hmm. You wait, you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait. And it's just a dead card in your hand for four that you can't do anything with through the entire game, right? Sure. Well, uh, yes and no, right? Because it does draw mm-hmm. at least one card when you play it. That's true. Right. You right? may need it. Well, and, and so for four mana, the floor is for four mana. Uh, you draw a card and, and your gets creep. plus three plus three, which is which is at the end of the day not terrible for Ural, but like at the same time, it's not the best, right? Mm-hmm. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just one of those things. It's like if you manage to throw this out late game after you've thrown some other enchantments out, people are not going to see this coming and it's going to refill your hand. Yeah. Which I mean, if you've looked at the rest of this deck, there is maybe a little bit of lack of card draw right like there's there's especially for a deck that is green right Um, right so there is a little lack of card draw in the entire deck list which i think is what like why i think i like this card so much as a spice because it's one of those things that they're not going to expect it's 26 cents so no one's going to expect it because nobody's playing it right is the whole point nobody's even heard of it nobody knows what this is that's my point, I, right? So honestly, like, in Commander, unless you're playing an Aura deck, I assume, outside of a few staples, everybody just goes, Auras are stupid, and as soon as they draw it out of a pack, they throw it into this bulk box, and they never look at it again. <laughs> yeah, like, right, they don't exactly. know what it is. 
Yep. Yeah, like when I read this card for the first time, I didn't even know it was in the deck. I was like, huh, right. <laughs> this is a card. Okay. This, yeah. this card does work if you have it late game. Right. My goodness. I mean, like, even it's, if you get it early game, like you said, cards. it's probably going to draw you at least two cards, I would think, even like on, on yeah. the floor, right? Like, yeah, right. Because, I mean, you're not casting it on turn four, right? Because you, no, you don't casting, have Earl out until turn five, at least anyway. Right. And you're not going right. to cast it. Even if you can cast it the same turn that you cast Earl, you're not going to do it because this is a waste. Then right. it's like a double board wipe. Yeah. Um, if only you could run that sweet, sweet, sweaty ley line of anticipation this day and be able to flash it out before damage. Mm. All right. Well, Dive back into it. Sl- slam dunk there. Um, all right. Squee. MBS. My partner, my man. What do you got to spice it up for us? I struggled, guys. I really struggled. <laughs> what do you section. mean? There's 12 options. What is there Believe to struggle me. with? I, I could not find a spice in this deck. Couldn't find a one of them. <laughs> so I took your spice package, as it were, and I chose what was from Invasion, which is hilariously expensive for an uncommon, which is much more expensive than your rare dueling grounds. I'm talking Sterling. Grove. Oh, yeah, that's so, bonkers. Uncommon enchantment from invasion. It costs a green and a white, and then it has all other enchantments you control. Can't be the target of spells or abilities. Seems pretty good. Uh, for one color, let's sacrifice Sterling Grove. Search your library for an enchantment card and reveal that card. Shuffle your library, then put a card on top of it. I don't know. Could be pretty useful. Say, you know, end of the game, you got six or seven on the on your old commander there, and you want to search for the old reverie, put it on top of the deck, slap it on the commander, and swing through for lethal. Yeah. Could be pretty decent. And in the meantime, all your shit is untouchable. Why? But again, this is so I agree, this card's amazing. It's also bizarre to me that like a card like this isn't on the reserve list only because it's a it's not a rare. Which is so stupid, and the reserve list is Are there cards from Invasion on the reserve list? I think so. Ooh, that's I think a good Invasion's question. too new. Did, I guess it ended... Did it end with Weatherlight? Yeah, well, anyways, okay. There are cards on the reserve list that are less powerful than this at Rare. For How sure, about that? for sure. Oh, yes. um, so, back to, back to the same question, though. But Miss, So, Bevers, MB, mm. a foreign correspondent... How did you land this in Spice? Uh, the Sterling Grove? Mm-hmm. I landed it in Spice because of its first ability, but also its second ability, right? So, like, the combination of the two together makes this card very, very strong in this deck. It's a sure. two-minute enchantment that you can drop early on to essentially protect everything that you play once Earl's out on the board. Right, right, right. right. Um, and then the fact that you can pay one and sack it to go and get literally any enchantment from your deck and put it on top is pretty awesome because the chances are you're going to go and get whatever you need to you know either finish someone off or finish the game right so did you when you were doing your spice this is just more of a question to hold into my heart if you will Mm. did you put spice did you put things in the spice that you couldn't clearly organize into one of the other slots sort of yes Okay, cool. Because we've had this we've we've had this discussion before on the podcast where, like, for example, a planeswalker, mm. it's plus it's plus as a grain, it's minus as a spy, it's minus is a hops, and it's ultimate is a yeast. Right. So where do you put it in? And I kind of like that. I kind of like this now because we used to say what what um, value of it did you get the most out of? Mm. Mm-hmm. 
But I kind of like this idea now because recently we've been running into an issue where we'll have two spice, three spice, zero spice. And I kind of, I think. Oh, this that's because decks are so targeted. Like yeah. this one. That's kind of where I was getting at with like, this deck is so targeted that I don't believe there is a true, like, unreasonable spicy yeah. card that shouldn't be in there, but it is. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So, no, Mr. Beverage, you might have, you might have warped this content creator in loose quotation uh his, his opinion <laughs> Listen, so just you just go back to your normal uh show next week or whatever and see if you got some spice and it I might like, just I like all it. fall think, back into place right just be yes, it's, it's all gonna work it's gonna be beautiful so um with that we are gonna end out the spice and move on to the bottle capping where we talk about our personal cuts under five dollars under fifty dollars and under no budget because it's a personal recommendation again we are not talking about mana only lands so i will kick this one off and this is a card that we have cut a lot over the years and brews and builds and i think one card in here that i'm not a huge fan of is going to be your old pal swiftfoot boots so yeah Swiftfoot boots are uh, two colorless for an artifact uh, equipment. It's a uncommon. It's colorless. And it's a colorless. Sorry, let me start over. Brain just reset. Swiftfoot boots is two colorless for an artifact equipment. It's an uncommon for about a buck fifty. It has equipped creature has hexproof and haste and equipped one. There is great wisdom in rushing headlong into combat if you're prepared. Kenja, captain of the Thousand Swords. So. The reason why I don't like this, and I think this falls into some Voltron deck arguments, is that Ural already has Hexproof, so you don't need to worry about that. And there's a lot of other enchantments that can give him haste for one. So by having Swiftwood Boots, you're not giving him any bonuses or anything else. You're just kind of, it's pretty much just giving him haste that you can re-equip over and over and over again, but you're not drawing cards off it. You're not drawing, you're not, you're there's cards that you have where you pull stuff from your graveyard onto the battlefield. This drops off with flicker form, a bunch of that sort of thing. So for me, it's just like we've, you already have Lightning Greaves, which is the better version of this, especially in this deck. Um, so the one that I thought was interesting is Hot Off the Presses. And it kind of comes from the same idea of Voltron decks always suck because you kind of have to gang up on one person at one time, right? Mm-hmm. And there's certain cards that you have, like, there's certain cards you have, like Aggravate Assaults and some other things in here that we didn't talk about that can kind of spread the love out a little bit. But my little baby lizard friend, Kedis, uh, Emberclaw familiar, seems like he can solve a lot of those problems for you. So he is a legendary creature, elemental lizard, one colorless and red. He has partner, which is, you know, very valuable in this deck. Kedis loves, loves molten metal, searing flames, and head screeches. Oh, that's adorable. I'm so upset because I also chose this and I just missed the cue. But, no you know. way! Oh, damn it! I just this, this, card, this card, yeah, I agree with you. This card's an absolute banger. So, um, it's a 1-1. Whenever a commander you control deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to each other opponent. Now, before you ding-dongs out there in the collective trying to come out here and course correct me, I understand it's not combat damage. However, there is something to be said that if Ural is going to be dealing damage to the tune 10, of 10, 15, 20, 30. And I think you do 30 damage to every player. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think this also, this kind of makes it interesting too, where it's like, sometimes you can kind of get that, you kind of get stuck in that rut with Voltron in my experience where someone's at 10, you're like, well, I guess I better attack him again at fault because right. he's, I only need to get 11 more into him. So I'm shipping away. Now you don't have to. Right. It spreads the love out a little bit and it only costs two and he's a little cute little lizard guy. So Mr. Evers, what do you, what do you think about the cut there? Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, The only thing I would say is that like, I feel like I I think it's a hard, it's a hard thing to discuss the difference between lightning greaves and swift foot boots when it comes to Earl. Right. And, and the reason I say this is the problem with lightning greaves is shroud shroud. Yeah. Yes. Um, And you don't, and you usually don't have the equipment to to bounce back over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with, when you're playing a Voltron deck like this, you can actually see like what the creature count is. It's not very high. Right. Yeah. Uh, the creature count in the deck is like I think maybe ten at most. I think it's less right? than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might even wait, be think, less oh, than that. Wait, actually, to your point, now that I'm thinking about it, I think you just I think you cut lightning greaves instead, yes. right? Yeah, right. You, uh, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Is like, right. I think you would cut lightning greaves instead of swift foot boots just because yep. it does the same effect. You would yes. rather have hexproof than shroud anyway. And mm-hmm. uh, the only reason that you would want the artifact over, say, an enchantment or whatever, is because it's a recurrable haste. So if Ural yeah. dies, you can make him haste every time, as opposed to having to wait for an enchantment or a way to bring back the enchantment that you gave him that gave him haste. Right? <laughs> I am yeah, so. I, I, I like so... that. I would definitely cut the greaves. And what I chose to cut for this card, since we matched yes. up, um, so I was going to cut Hyena Umbra. I think it's Ooh, good. Oh but... man. I don't think first strike's worth it, really, because there's other effects in this deck. I feel like you're going to have some sort of recursion where the totem armor is going to be doubled up or tripled up or quadrupled up, even for that matter, in some fashion or another. So this card's good, but plus one, plus one in first strike to me is not going to be any better than what the creature's already going to be. Um, So, I mean... Yeah, it's a little controversial, and I do I do agree with you. I think cutting the greaves instead of the high, you know, yes. is probably a better move. Um, but the, if the, I were to cut another card, I think the Umbro would be one of them that I would get rid of. It's cheap, it's easy to get onto the board, but yeah. by the time that you have enough mana to cast your commander, who cares if it costs one to play an enchantment or I'm sure you have mana to pay for it. And first strike is probably the least attractive evergreen ability you could put on them. True, but for one mana, you're getting plus three, plus three, first strike, and a free board wipe protection. For one mana. Yeah, but what I'm saying is there's there's multiple instances of board wipe protection, and I would assume you'd have one of those on here already. But no, I, I get where you're at, and I agree with you. I think the Greaves is a better cut. Yes, uh, over Swiftfoot Boots as well. Uh, I apologize. We are so used to playing commanders that don't care about things being attached to them that I immediately just cut Swiftfoot Boots and leave it right. Lightning Greaves. Yep. So that is <laughs> that is my bad. So we have we have spoken, and we are we have bowed down to Kettis, Emberclaw Familiar, Mr. Bevers. Your first cut and your first ad. My first cut and my first ad. Um, so... For me, it's got to be Messenger Speed. I personally don't like this enchantment. You're going to cut this card? Yeah. I'm going to cut Messenger Speed. You know, kind of the same point I just made. Uh, Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Wow. So, like, I'm going to cut it because, yeah, it does draw you a card, right? Or it doesn't even draw you a card. It gives Trample a haste. So trample sure. is good. I, I don't I don't disagree with you there. Trample is very very strong yeah. with Earl, right? Absolutely. Correct. I right. just think that there are 
probably better enchantments out there now for what you want to be doing with this deck mm-hmm. personally okay. um okay. so i i what i'm suggesting you put in for this is all the glitters so all the all glitters, glitters really good. doesn't really give you good. any invasion but holy moly does it make yeah. Earl a force to reckon with it's 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 just absurd um and it's a card that's missing from this deck now maybe you cut something instead of messenger speed because you're too you know hung up on not having that trample fine i get it um you do want to have trample i'm sure at some point so and all the glitters doesn't give that to you but all the glitters needs to come in regardless of what you're removing for it this is a it's just a beating and what does it, it do for the home for the home game and the home players what does all the glitters do for you all the glitters uh is a two minute enchantment that is one generic and a white it says enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact and or enchantment that you control and it says a fairy's glee at her trove quickly fades to contentment then to boredom then to an urge to steal more now that is some flavor text for you that's flavor text I can get behind. None of this yeah. bullshit, wrong kind of commas, lame text. <laughs> yeah, the commas are in the right place on this one, that's for sure. That's all we need. Yeah, all the glitters is just a beating. Like, this card two, is... Come, card. Come, on, come on. This card is so good. It's absurd. And for, the, it's I only absolutely agree with cents. you, and I, I think this is much better than haste, because honestly, you'll probably have other hasty ways to get, get going, and if you don't, it's not the end of the world if your commander sits on the board for a turn because you're going to be I able to drop enchantments auras to protect it where it can get beefed up and i feel like if i don't know i'm sorry i'm just saying i think if messenger speed drew you a card in addition to the other things it would just you couldn't cut it right but because it doesn't sure. hmm. and part of it is the way that i play too like i in a voltron deck everybody knows as soon as you play your commander you're gonna slap a whole bunch of shit onto it and swing out as soon as you goddamn can right. and that card is just another red flag for people to kill it as soon as they can but see this whereas is so- you can let your commander sit for a turn without haste and it's going to be fine you don't put anything on it you hold like four or five of these two three four one drops anything that you want you put them all onto the board at the same time you play them in the order where you put one on and then they're protected by the next one they're protected by the next one and you swing the hell out and you kind of trip people up where you don't just plop your commander out swing as fast as you can and then everybody hates you out of the game so the trick the the trick i have with messenger speed is is twofold one it speeds the deck up two it gives your commander a plus two plus two buff and three can attack the turn it comes out so the problem, the problem, the, the issue is when I played at your old, I like they swing in. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll chump it one, one. All right. Mm. Nothing doing there. Right. Like mm-hmm. it, it you has, need the it evasion. Has, you need the evasion. Right. And the fact that the messenger speed gives evasion, makes it attack and gives mm-hmm. it a buff for me has always been but, the all-star, but I was so but, here, like, again, here's my point though. The turn that you play Earl, mm-hmm. You're probably not going to have a lot of mana out there, so you're not going to be putting a lot of stuff on Earl the turn that you play it. You may be able to put just that one message right. speed on there. It's not going to be a huge creature. The trample's not going to get you a lot. Well, but if you put if so, if you cast message, if you play your role and cast messenger speed on it, you have a three turn clock for anyone that has trample and haste and hexproof for one red mana. <laughs> I know how easy it is to get rid of anything on the board within three turns. 
Well, across so, three players, guess, that's again. essentially nine turns that somebody is going to kill it. Well, and and the other thing too is that like most likely with this deck and the way it is right now, you're probably not playing Earl and an enchantment the same turn. You're trying to get oh, it yeah. out there and just build yeah. your board state, right? Right. If, so if Earl like, has I, already I, died, sure, you might be playing him on yeah. like turn seven or whatever, right. and you do have sure. extra mana now, so you can drop an enchantment on him right away. Yeah. Sure. But the first time you, you play him, Rose. you're probably playing him for five mana, and that's probably the only mana you have on the that's table. That's your turn. That's your turn. And you don't want to swing through with him for a small amount of damage because it's just going to piss somebody off. Eight, eight commander damage is not a small amount of damage, in my opinion. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's not lethal. It will piss somebody off where they will ruin your day. So uh, <laughs> They will go out of their way to ruin your day because you hit him for eight commander first before so hitting So what are they going to do? Swords of Plowshares or Hexproof Commander? Assault is real. The Dead Sea. We're in it. So they're going to board They're gonna board wipe because you hit him for eight? And then no, they're going to make you sack one? a No, they're going to... Yeah, they're going to spot playing black the hell out of you. Do that. So, anyways, <laughs> Mr. Speed is out. All the glitters is in. We're moving on to 50. Uh, <laughs> I am, tag team. I liked it. So, I am going to... I wish Mr. Combo was here. He'd listen, he'd listen to Reason. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I just said that either. What a nightmare. We're uh, I believe he is at the airport right now because the Discord's blowing up and Mr. Combo's very active, so I think he's... Oh, he's just bored out his brain. So, okay, so time. on the same note, um, kind of along the same ideas here, I am actually going to cut for my under 50. I'm going to cut Asha's Favor. So, two colorless and a white for an enchant creature. Enchant creature has flying, first strike, and vigilance. As his new wings lifted him high above Bont, Tarek felt his earthly aspirations transform into heavenly resolve. I think this kind of has the same argument where, for yeah. me, if you have an enchantment, it needs to have... I think I personally feel that the best enchantments in here have totem on, on them. True. Because it saves board wipes, which is the biggest way people are going to get rid of it. It doesn't really protect you from sacrifice, but outside of those two, those things could do it. First strike doesn't really matter. Flying is nice to have, but there's a lot of different ways to do evasion for a cheaper cost. And then vigilance is also good, um, but I think that if you develop this deck and to something that focuses a little bit more around serious safety, propaganda, those sort of things, you don't really need Euro as a blocker. So right. for me, that this one didn't really do it, but... As May mentioned, I'm a huge fan of totem armor. And I think that your old gal pal, Umber mm -hmm. Mystic, is going to be helping out quite a bit in this regard. So Umber Mystic is two colors and a white for a creature. Human Wizard Harry. Auras attached mm -hmm. to permanents nice. you control have totem armor. If an enchanted permanent you control would be destroyed, and said remove all damage from it and destroy an aura attached to it. I found the courage to face yeah, death that's real good. twice if I must. So I was like thinking about this a lot, and there's gazillion rules on this, but my understanding is when it's dealt damage, <laughs> you can choose one you of the cards attached to it and sack you it. Pick, you pick one. Yeah. So for me, this turns cards like um, Hyena Umbra, well, that's a bad example, but like Rancor, for example. Ash's um, favor. Yes, exactly. Yep. Even... even yep. Um, <laughs> Even all that glitters, if you will. That's right. There you go. See? Into cards that, that well, makes can messenger block it. speed way better. You don't have to tell me that. <laughs> uh, so I've seen a lot. I've seen Umbra Mystic played in a lot of different Voltron enchantment decks, and every right. single time it comes out, it's it always 
feels good. Now, granted, you can make the argument that it's another creature that's just got to eat up a board wipe or eat up like a non-exile removal spell or whatever the case may be. But for me, for three mana, the upside on it is humongous, especially with the amount of low cross to the ground enchantments that you have. Right. I, I yeah, it's versatile. I like it. I really yeah, I can't argue with can't argue with that one, you know? Well played. Well played. Thank Seems you. good, yeah. I'm excited. All right. MBS. <sighs> All right. Mr. Big Squee just made a uh, hot off the presses adjustment Love to it. my strategy here. I do it all um, the time. It's my favorite my favorite move. So I was going to cut Cultivate and put in a bop, Birds of Paradise. Uh, I think it ramps faster. It gives you more color fixing. It's easy. It's good. It's great. It's wonderful. You know, you know, no yelling on the bus, all that whole thing. Um, instead, I don't know what I'm going to cut for it because I was in a panic, but you have to, after we just talked about all of this, you have to have a Tarjuru Preserver. Spells and abilities your opponent's control can't cause you to sacrifice permanence. Oof. That gets you around everything that's worried everybody th thus far. Elf Shaman, you know me. 2-1, cost 2. Does have flavor text. Uh, damn, that's small. No more blood shall be spilled. Satisfy another's defended lust for power. This card's a banger in here. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, this card, this fixes... So once you get all your auras and enchantments onto your creatures, the only issue that you're ever going to have with your multiple ways around people trying to get rid of your stuff is sacrifice this this ex yeah, this takes everything down to the only thing they can do is exile yeah and i guess like the i think if someone was a ding dong their argument would be able their argument would be well then the sacrifice ability will just make you sacrifice this instead of your all and it's like yeah that buys you a turn yeah, exactly you it's like okay like, yeah. if there's an enchant <laughs> if there's an enchantment that said if there's a two drop enchantment that said when uh, when an opponent forces you to sacrifice enchanted creature you sacrifice this enchantment instead you would run it yeah. like in a heartbeat in this deck yeah, yeah. i think this card sure. Absolute banger. I told you I'd do it again. This is in Reese. It's a wonderful card. Here we go. <laughs> good, good God. Had to, had to but had in, to this, bring it up. in this, honestly, you though, this gives you, one, it gives you another creature just to give you some flexibility on the board. Yep. Right. And it protects you so well. Yep. And well, it's cheap. Well, like, not, not money-wise. Well, it's a couple bucks. But yeah, that's fine. All right, it's cheap to pull it out. Mr. Two, two mana. Mr. Bevers, you're under. Am I under 50, Kent? So, I mean, I'm I'm going to go with Heliod's Pilgrim here. I'm not a huge fan. Really? Um, it's a one, two for three. Yeah, it lets you search. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a huge fan of it. It, it seems like it could be replaced by something much better. Um... There, there are a fair number of ways to search artifacts out of your deck or enchantments out of your deck mm -hmm. as it is right now. Um, and I mean, if we're going to go up to the, the 50 mark, I mean, there's obviously a clear winner who searches your library for enchantments. Um, but I'm not going to talk about that card because that wasn't my plan. Um, <laughs> I instead am going to put in a new card, which is Halvar, God of Battle. Oh, um, you're just talking about this. Yeah, so... This is in the sideboard of the deck. If you guys want to see, it's already there. Um, but uh, I basically put this in because this card is just absolutely bonkers. Okay. 
Read it. Read her out. Read her out for the group. Okay. For those. For so those it's two game. generic white white, and it's a four four legendary creature god that says creatures you control that are enchanted or equipped have double might strike. Be relevant. Ugh. That might be double relevant. So good. That might be relevant. So good. And not only Double that, but then it's like my favorite evergreen ability of oh, all of them. Oh, it has more it's text. So it has more text. Don't worry. Let's get let's get to the rest of this text because you're gonna be like, what? At the beginning of each combat, you may attach target aura or equipment attached to a creature you control to target creature you control. So you can Ew. move your auras <laughs> around however you like on everyone's turn. Each yeah, combat, so just, oh, you have a combat. Yeah. preserver out there, and somebody says you. You gotta. I'm gonna re remove your charge. You preserver. You move an aura equipment just to protect it. Yeah, so that's what we're around. Then you move it back and you attack and you move it over. Yeah, I've uh, seen. Yeah. I've seen. And then, and then not only that, but it's also got a flip side, of course, because it's yes, a god from Kaldheim. Yeah, for sure. And the flip side is I can't. I don't know how you read the flip side. Uh, there it is. It's, it's yeah. Maybe, if you hover over the flip, maybe. Part. How does it? How does it? Why? Hey, uh, show me the flip side. Uh, uh. There it is. Okay. Sword of the Realms, which is a one generic and a white or a legendary artifact equipment that says a crypt creature gets plus two plus O and has vigilance. We talked about vigilance. It's not yeah. super relevant, but it is, sure. you know, not necessarily bad if you only have one creature that's just loaded up. You can at least then block with him still. Sure. Yep. But and it says whenever a creature point, it's modal. That's true. But the other part of the text on this card, which is also great for the equipment, is whenever a equipped creature dies, return it to its owner's hand. Oof. Wait, what's that? Want to get around your command tax? Don't mind if I do. Don't ain't mind no if I do. Bang. Wait, ain't no. Wait, what's, wait, what's that? Yes, There's flavor also, text on this it card? It does have some flavor text. Yes, it says, <laughs> it cuts through the cannon itself, carving new om... Oh, Omen paths? Omen paths? Omen. What the heck is this? Can't, what is I, I love it? what is we're doing canyon? here today. We have picked all I the can't like, read this. It's so tiny. Text. Hold on, I got, I got it. I'm not, I got okay, it. it cuts through the canyon itself, carving new omen paths between the realms. There, it's that's really, better. What the, an, what the hell is an omen path? Something Nordic. So Something, I've seen yeah. I've seen comparison between this card and the new uh, partner commander where you can attach all equipment to one thing. And I think yeah. in this deck, this is just significantly better. Mm. <laughs> Being like, able to move your auras on everyone else's combat is just absurd. So good. Well, double strike like it's so, so there there is like a double strike package you could get in this deck, right? Across the board. But mm -hmm. like with this card, you don't need it. Well, yeah, you just it, don't need it. it. It turns so like for instance, if you have your sigil of the empty thrown out, and you have a few auras on a couple angels, now they all have double strike. Yeah, yeah. good re solid redundancy there, right? Like just uh -huh. all right. Yeah. And I think yeah. that like this card is just way stronger than Heliod's Pilgrim, right? Helios oh, Pilgrim, you're gonna I play agree. for three mana. This you can pay. For, you can play for two or play for four, right? It's your yeah. choice, right? So I mean, yeah. all right, all right. Right. That's solid. I got, yeah, I can't argue with that. I like that a lot. It has so many abilities. It's modal. You can do different things with it in different situations. Mm -hmm. And it protects not just your stuff because as we've talked about at nauseum now, your, your auras are going to protect the creature they're on generally. Mm -hmm. And you can put yep. it on different creatures that may be helping you at that time or, or whatever the case may be. It, it's right. super flexible and I love that. And that's, I think that's something that 
people get away from in Commander a little bit is nowadays people's decks are so focused on one way or yeah. one strategy or one way to mill, search, combo out, do this thing right. that if anything <laughs> else happens, they are f- yeah, like f- yeah. And this is a card type that I think people need to pay attention to where there's other things like this that will help you in different scenarios. Maybe that got countered spelled and your your combo's dead, but you need to survive for a turn or two so you can rebuild or something like that. This is a great card for that. Yeah. Boy. All right. Well, let's get we're down to brass tacks. We were talking about under 50s that are no the only instruction being no mana only lands. So I am going to cut a card that is a better manolith, but does not belong in this deck. I'm not sure that exists, but sure. You are ahead. you are running Darksteel Ingot in a deck that runs green. So Darksteel Ingot is three colorless for an <laughs> artifact that's indestructible. Tap, add one mana of a color to your mana pool. It reflects a purity of Mirrodin that was from Cough of the Hammer. Um, look, dog. It's a no for me. Dark Sailor gets fine in a lot of decks, but you do not care about artifacts, nor do you care about ramping because you run green. So I'm going to cut it for a card that does neither. But you have a card in here that kind of does aspects of this, but the there's another backup to backup win con where after board wipes have resolved, after people have done the rigmaroles, you still have a resource that may have the tools that you need to win. That resource is your graveyard. You have stuff in here that manages this, but not as expensive as, as, expensive as this. So we're cutting Dark Sail and get four Replenish. Three colorless and a white uh, sorcery. Return all enchantment cards from your graveyard to the battlefield. Ours with nothing to enchant remain in your graveyard. Treasures, trinket, trash. The relics of the past are brought forth again. It's by Jim Nelson, illustrated. It is part of magic history. And uh, it costs $120. However! Yeah, you really brought out the stops on that one. Well however, done. Well done. If you are a pro player, you can get a gold gold bordered version for a scant $25 reduce. So Big Tuck, you're never paying $25 for a gold bordered version of this. I guarantee it. Uh, I have one better for you. I traded for one that I own from single Aaron from Boston. So you didn't pay for it. Got it. No, I don't think I paid for it, but I would, I, if for the right deck for this deck, I sure would. So anyways, the point being is that at some point your girl's going to die. All the enchantments that you have on him are going to be stacked into the graveyard. Right. And if you have some that, if you have some that give haste, maybe redacted enchantment that we maybe, discussed, or maybe not, maybe not. Um, this is like kind of a one shot kill, especially if it's down to one of you and one player, Everything rushes back out. If you stack it right, if you if they killed your um, the angel boy, the sigil of the empty throne, you can bring stuff out, stack it, make your army back again. This is kind of like a one-stop shop, late game potential winner. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Uh, that is something that needs to be talked about because yeah, we are pie in the sky right now. You know, commanders protected to the teeth, will never die, but that's. We know it's going to die. At some point in time, somebody will figure out a way. It'll get exiled. It'll get killed. It'll get sacrificed. You don't have the right equipment. Something could happen. Exactly. I think you do need a way to get back into that. And I'm glad you put it in no budget because God 
Damn, $120? Let it run. Mr. Bevers, thoughts? I'm guessing you're not going to go out and buy one of these for this deck that someone gave you <laughs> in a collection. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm So anyway, sorry, we're you're asking for my last cut? Is that what this is? I was no, asking what you thought about Replenish for starters. My opinion of Replenish? Replenish yeah. is a great yeah. card. It's I probably, money, yeah. I would definitely play it in the deck. Like, <laughs> what do you want my, from me? Replenish? Yeah, yeah, it's good. What more do you want? <laughs> All right. I, uh, I have nothing else to say other than it's a phenomenal <laughs> card. Like, all right. Well, like, you I mean, you're, you're absolutely aces. right. Like, it's just a, it's just a win. It's just a win. Yeah. Like from out of nowhere, card, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right, Mister Bevers. Uh, I don't know. I had some. I don't. Know, I want. Eight. I want. Uh, I can want? tell. I want. I want MBS. To tell me what's up. I want. I want okay. to hear this before I'm yours. Do I'm gonna do it. All right. So, you know I hate board wipes, so I'm cutting Wrath of God. It's fine, mm. sure, whatever. Uh, you got other ones. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, you got other ones. Yeah, that's true. Winds of Wrath. Yeah, Winds of Wrath. I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking a uh, little guy named Zenigo's God of Revels. So, yeah, a red, a green, legendary enchantment creature god. It's a mythic. I'm sorry, it's a mythic. Has <laughs> uh, indestructible. As long as your devotion to red and green is less than seven, Xenagos isn't a creature. At the beginning of combat on your turn, another target creature you control gains haste and gets yeah. plus X plus X until end of turn where X is that creature's power. It's a 6-5 to boot just for fun. Um, good gravy. Yeah, screw that aura haste. This is the haste you want. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. It's if you replace name. Wrath of God with this, with Wrath of God might save you once in a while, but every time you draw this card, it is pure gas onto the fire. I have never seen this card be cast and not be terrifying. I think in, in this Voltron deck, this would wreck because it's yeah. going to get plus X plus X on top of all the plus X plus X it already has. Plus X plus X plus X plus X. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll, we'll just call this Xenagode uh, God of Exponentials. <laughs> you, you stop that. You, you stop that right now. I do what I can. I do what I can. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Babs. Right, so like, my last one was uh, why did you know about our stipulation exactly of not doing lands? So I, I'm gonna change my last one. Okay. So um, now I did want to talk about Sarah Sanctum, but I had to. I had to get that one out of here. It's too yeah, easy. Yeah. Well, also like you know, I was gonna cut Temple of the False Gods for Ancient Tomb because that's just too easy. Yeah, I saw, like, I saw that. Too. I saw that. Right? Like, holy moly! <laughs> what a what a better card to play. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, is I am gonna cut. I. So I'm torn between what to cut here with 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 the aspect of I was thinking Wrath of God myself, um, okay. But also I'm thinking about cutting Stasis Snare um, because yeah. it only gets rid of creatures. It doesn't get rid of permanents, sure, right? Right. Right. And so it's kind of like, mm, yeah, yeah. It's a cute trick if you if they have a blocker that you don't want to deal with. Fine, sure. But it only does one thing, and yeah, you flash it in, but unless you have some of your other 
components of the engine or the Rube Goldberg machine as we speak. Yeah. It's just gonna it's just gonna give you a stasis snare and that's it. It's not gonna draw you a card, it's not gonna give you right, a life, sure. it's not gonna it's not gonna increase Earl's damage, it's not gonna do anything for you other than get rid of a blocker, right? One blocker. Right. And let's be honest, in Commander, getting rid of one blocker is not necessarily yeah. the the answer you want. So And it's um, also not in aura, so it doesn't trigger a lot of that's what, the that's what I mean. It's like it's, it's, it's a, not triggering yeah. like it's just a straight enchantment that gets rid of, of the, the creature for a while. Exactly, exactly. And so, like, it was a toss-up between Stasis Snare and Oblivion Ring, and then I realized Oblivion Ring is any permanent, so I was like, okay, yeah. that's much better, so yeah. <laughs> keep that, throw the Stasis Snare under the bus. Stasis Snare, I think, goes out, and I'm putting in, of course, the card we just talked about, which I can't I can't not put that in just because of how cute it is now, and that is Brash Taunter. He has to go in the deck. <laughs> yes, he has to yes, go in the deck. yes, yes, yes. I want to put him in because yes, I want that to yes, work. Yes, I want that yes, to be yes, a yes. Is my, like, my personal spice card. I put that in every deck I have that has red in it because, God damn it, why not? Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. Like, why not put it in, right? Like, I don't understand. It like, deserves I, mean, to I know be that we're in, on like the staple. top end here. It's a staple. Of, like, I could put something super expensive in if I wanted, but no, no way. Brash Taunter is the way to go. I think it's, it's better. I think it's better. So Good card. Hey, I'm not going out on a limb here. I think this card's better than Replenish in the deck. Like, I agree. It could be. Right? It could I agree. Be. Like, Brass Honor is so good in almost any scenario. I can't. You could be playing yeah. the most streamlined deck, and you put a Brass Honor on the field. You're gonna use it, and it's gonna be helpful. Guarantee it's a good it. blocker. It's a good clear. You can clear yeah. stuff up. Yeah. It's. I. I'm so glad you put this in here because I know that you were. I know Plus, Brash Taunter with all the auras and equipments and fun that you yeah. have. Oh, it would be so fun to just put stuff on Brash <laughs> Taunter. Secret, I would totally it's do secret, it. It's a secret. It's a party. Um, it's a secret uh, Brash Taunter deck. But right. want to know? Want to know? It's not a secret. Mm. That we finally made it to the end of the episode. Oh. So thank you, <laughs> thank you all for making it to the end. And as promised, here are some details given about our giveaway by our sponsor, Level One Game Shop. We will be giving away a set a full art extended art planeswalkers uh if you've listened to the episodes before you have the list um i don't on me so you'll just have to be surprised this may be another scenario where you find the old squeege mcgeege on uh twitter entering himself to see if he yes can win. uh and you will you will understand and learn just as, and be as excited as i will be when you enter which is very simple. You can simply help promote the content we produce. You'll get an entry for all interactions you do with us on social media. And we will announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News on March 2nd, social media soon after. And yes, I and Mr. Combo know what you're thinking. We'll be doing a giveaway <laughs> each and every month. Could be a sweet set of planeswalkers like this, or perhaps it could be a uh, basic island that I had in my mouth for a week. Really just depends on what our sponsor level one gaming provides to us. But hey, it's a very curious scenario you brought just up. Just saying, there. I got a lot of these islands and they look very delicious. Your mouth so. is really wet, I see. Okay. I no, yeah. hey. Honestly, I do have think of an issue with that. <laughs> I think I have a wet mouth. <laughs> like I was smoking a, I was lighting a cigar at, 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 at golf and saliva was just like dripping out of my mouth while it's holding up my teeth. I think I probably have a problem. But hey, I'm also very hungry all the time. And also, please leave us feedback on your favorite consumption platform, whether it's YouTube, uh, Stitcher, Smoke Signals, Messenger Pigeon. We like all those. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave some positive feedback and whatever star review you feel is applicable. If you didn't like it, just message Mr. Beaver, Mr. Bevers and tell him <laughs> to get a 
together and quit, uh, yeah. quit, <laughs> quit hopping on uh, people that are clearly on a sinking ship. If you'd like to reach out to us individually and know where you can find us to enter to the contest, here's how you can do that. You can reach him, Mr. Combo number five. That's uh, all spelled out except for the five on Twitter. Where can you reach me, Mr. Br- Mr. Big Tuck? Thank you, Mr. Big Tuck. You can reach me at Big Tuck on Twitter. Mr. Bevers, where can we find you, sir? <laughs> Mr. Underscore Bevers. There you go. Excellent. He does awesome, awesome gameplays. We've somehow... Uh, <laughs> hoodwinked him into having me on the show several times in a row. Uh, who's a fool in that situation? It's still big talk. Don't worry about it. Uh, and you can also reach uh, CMD Tower at Twitter, uh, at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, if you want to go to our website, you can go to Chandra's Ignition, Messenger Speed, Daybreak Coronet, Tower.com. Well played. Well played. Thank you. Sweet McGee, if people want to find out about a whole, how to get a hold of you for recording other purposes in the Kansas City area, how would they do that? You know, I used to tell you that you could find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records, but uh, really, we all know where this is going. It's DearSquee at cmdtower.com. Email's a wonderful format. I don't have to deal with tweets, the retweets, the comments of the retweets, the retweets of the retweets. I don't know what the hell's going on out there. Y'all are too busy. Email me. It's very succinct. Or send me something in the mail. If you can find my address, send it to me. I'm not going to tell it to you, but... You know what? Out to the collective. Good luck. Uh, if you can't find his address, he can't handle all your audio needs and has a full studio <laughs> if you are in the Kansas City metro area and want to record some music and or a podcast. If you want to support the show as well, hook up our sponsor with the orders you are already doing online. Head over to level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the notes, just type out CMD Tower uh, to let them know that you come from the collective. Outside of their own storefront, they also have a TCG store with over 99% accurate rating and incredibly competitive prices. As they mentioned, they have the best spots on the Shadow Spear in Kansas City. They also have the sweet CMD Tower Playmat sleeves, as well as everything else that you need from an MTG and other game perspective. Uh, another way you can support us is head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have several different reward tiers from as simple as Discord access to even getting a guest spot on the podcast with your own sweet, sweet brew, as well as each tier gives you additional, additional entries into the monthly giveaways and all that other swag. Finally, thank you very much, T. Coates, for your efforts into editing this uh, video and to Pink Royal RIP. So, Mr. Bevers, we've, we've kept you hostage here. For so so long, and it's been Quite so a few so hours. sweet. Yeah. And what apparently are now I owe you money on Patreon. Indeed. Yeah, it's something like that. I, I, I heard <laughs> it's like the it's a new tier. It's about two hundred dollars a month. I got I had to deal. pay to yeah. bring my brew here. Oh yeah, man, exactly. Dude, we made I'm, you your own tier. That it's that the Mr. Bevers tier. It's two hundred dollars, and we're gonna collect yeah. that on the first of the month. Every did, did did Mr. Combo not send over the twenty page long uh, request for proposal documentation that outlines our contracting? Did phase? I probably just didn't read it? Anyway. That's fair. No, no. Well, he sent it to me. I signed it as Mr. Bevers. It's no problem. Ask, 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 ask earlier mr combo mr bs is, right yes <laughs> as they mentioned earlier mr combo sometimes is functionally illiterate uh even though i am the one who cannot wear glasses so mr Betts, nor could anyone read flavor text my name my name is your all that's why i got refreshed uh from the name of it we talked through it we, we gave you some we gave you some ups and downs what are you thinking you know walking out of this are you are you excited to play this again do you have some cuts in mind do you have you kind know of what? a theme I, i'm excited to actually dig into this deck a little farther 
farther and like do some actual updating of it because it definitely yeah, needs baby. some tender ten, it needs some tlc and i and i sure. look forward to running it again once i've done so or like a little help in this thing i think this thing could be great or or is you your a little uh, bit of help in there as your friend uh kira kira calls it a a few quality of life improvements that's right yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree um Ural decks are very interesting to me because I've been playing for so long that I've seen a lot of different of them. And I think that there's kind of a, it, there's not a lot of room for deviation in them. You can't get like crazy with them, but I think that As you we have, saw with the spike or spice. Package. Yeah. I think, I think you have some cards <laughs> in here that kind of make it interesting. Right. And the fact I think that the brash you, taunter will be a, a that's, so for that's, most that's big. Oh dude. That's, that, that that's is true humongous. spice to the core. Yeah. Like that one. And what was the other secret tech that this was? Um, what was that? There's another card here where it's like it's just secretly uh, this card. But anyways, I, you know, the, the sky's the limit. We've kept it here for so long. So thank you, everyone, for listening this long. And um, I am very excited to not have to host this again so I can get uh, even more in the tank next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.